0: Ronin Geek Official Podcast is a proud member of the 4th Hand Podcast Network. Check out this and many other great shows at fourthhand.com. <laughs> so anyway, yeah, so you'll see me playing with the levels on here. Just don't worry about it as we record. Yeah, I so don't. I'm just kind of watching the waveform. i making sure used all that stuff. So I was going to say, like... you. Probably know quite a bit about this already, but uh, I'm not not exactly a pro either. So
1: not podcasting, more just I'm used to just dealing with editors and and
0: sound. I actually was a voice,
1: uh, briefly, um, for a a sort of half-assed attempt at revitalizing The Ritualist. Um, It was called The Box at one point at SK. What the fuck? And What? I've never heard of this. Oh, you didn't know that? Um, are we recording? Is this a thing now?
0: So, yeah. Actually, we oh, can okay. do a quick introduction because this this episode of Ronin Geek and Fisher Podcast is a little bit different, if you can't tell already, because we had a fourth voice on the Mystery Voice. Uh-oh. So I guess, well, yeah, uh-oh. So we'll do our quick introduction. This is Alex Austin with Ronin Geek and Fisher Podcast episode something something. And I guess I'm little way.
1: brother plugging and Adam today. So yep.
0: interesting. Very interesting development. He, he knows his place. <laughs> and, then, and then Rob. Just Rob, right? Yeah, just Rob. Just Rob. And then uh, our guest today with us in here.
1: Uh, I guess I'm AJ. I'm Adam's brother. I were, have worked in the animation industry now for about 14 years. And uh, worked in video games, 2D, 3D, kids shows. Um, so I have a weird position where I've actually spent about five and a half years in the video game industry. And purely almost by accident. And kind of you couldn't you know, find another job no that's actually that's exactly what happened I was graduated school and I was kind of just putzing around doing kind of just you know had a girl I started seeing and, and you know good job and I was just making animation and literally I ended up putting my reel on a forum that I was on and someone from my old uh, St. Clair College where I graduated from uh, they were on it and they worked at Silicon Nights and they pumped it up to the animation lead and they saw my thing. They contacted me and went, hey, do you want a job? And I was like, ah, ah, it's not. Well, first of all, I should say I came home hammered drunk at 3 a.m. <laughs> uh, <laughs> saw the email and went, AJ, don't don't reply right now. You're drunk. But
2: <laughs> uh, but also a
1: little bit of like i don't really want to work in video games but i mean it's a job and i've tried to, so i quickly like tried to apply to a bunch of other like tv show or tv places i got nothing because you know who am i and uh yeah so i was like i guess i'm moving to St. catherine's and desperation and yeah. what <laughs> was funny is when i told people they're like oh my god they're they're like a, like an indie darling like and i was like i'd never heard of them that's not entirely true. I did kind of hear of them from a guy in my class, but that's a whole other thing. Um, the sad part is I'd never heard of them until you worked there. Yeah, I'm, I'm, and then you were like, oh, no, they made this game, this game. I'm
0: like, oh, huh. Yeah. So, what a coincidence. And then uh, we we are talking about, of course, Silicon Knights, which was, oh, yeah. Yeah, as, as I've recently learned, this was a studio based in St. Catharines, Ontario, which is near uh, Niagara Falls, or where Niagara yeah, Falls it, is for enough, the Canadian yeah. side. And, uh, and it's an area where I actually travel to for work, but oh. I was actually unaware that that was actually... Where, was it founded there? Yeah, yeah,
1: something? yeah. He, Dennis is from well, the Saint Catharines, Snag region. Uh, um, the Dennis
0: Dyack. Yeah, yeah, the Dennis <laughs> Dyack. He was it's from crazy. there,
1: and and he went to uh, God, was it McGill or one of those, one of the ones around there? Yeah, I don't yeah, remember, uh, whatever one it is around there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, that was his big thing. Like I think he was a wrestler and went to school for business. What? Yeah, like he was he was a like yeah he was a wrestler. Like We're that. gonna make this game. Yeah, well, that was like kind of his whole philosophy was like, you know, he, he had uh, in his office he had a uh, uh, Michael the Michelangelo uh, the, the the God
3: oh the, the, the creation touch of, of touch Adam of life. or whatever
1: creation yeah <laughs> creation of Adam and he and he had his a samurai sword and his business degree What on a fucking the wall. weird guy. <laughs> yeah, he, he was always talking. He was like, it's my philosophy of creating the business. He's like, you know, it's about art and being a warrior and then having the smarts to pull it off, which. In concept. Yeah, wrong with that. Um, <laughs> just, but sometimes it. when it's so poignant, like it's the creation of Adam, you're like, and then like Samurai Sword, it's like, eh, it's got some weeaboo stuff going on there. Yeah, yeah. And, <laughs> Adam you know, Adam's little stupid brother. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And you're just sort of like, no, but like, you know Listen, for all the stuff that Silicon Knights went through, like the dude started up a company garage style, built it up to something that people did look up to it at one point. So, Regardless of your opinions of the man, and I have many, um, some good, some bad. Um, he did it, and he did it for years. And, and did he go to school? When you mentioned he went to school, did he go to school for computers? Or I th- want to say there's some computer engineering in there. I don't know for a fact. You'd have to look it up. But I know he went for business for sure. And I think he did some computer engineering or uh, cool. programming. Or okay, so he was mostly business with a bit of. I don't even quote me on that. I, I just remember from all the talks he would he mm-hmm. would uh, mm-hmm. you know give. <laughs> I've been under many. And, uh, you know, the, the one thing he was definitely passionate, he was passionate, and, you know, in good and bad ways, as we all can be, but he in particular had a thing, and I, here's what I'll say, the first, as my first job, as, as wacky as it was to be part of the Silicon Night, like, <laughs> yeah. the history yeah. of what yeah. all that is, um, you know, like, we are essentially kind of like the new E.T., because yeah. all the unsold games of, of Two Human and X-Men Destiny, which I worked on both of them.
0: What? Um,
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, that's
0: awesome. I don't know about that one. I will say I'm
1: kind of proud of t Human in its own way. It was my first job. It was my first anything. My first professional product. And and uh, X Men Destiny is a whole other shit show. Um, (laughs) But uh, you know, I wouldn't change it for the world. I could not be happier that I worked at SK as my first job. It taught me in unexpected ways exactly what I needed for the industry. So like, like, just like. Everything from, you know, I worked with some really awesome people that became friends. We used to drinking buddies and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And and there was like, there was some misogyny there and and some people had to deal with it and we'd go for drinks and I was like, wow, this is still really prevalent. This is awful, you know, Mm. and then sort of going, okay, well, don't be that. And then just like everything from some of the things he would say or do and and all that kind of stuff to both good and bad. Things Mm. like he would always refer to himself as, uh, as the dude, James Cameron. Sort of, Ooh. he sort of saw it too human in this, or like people didn't believe in Titanic. I, to sink you know, a I bunch remember hearing this. Yeah, yeah. I remember
0: hearing this before it came out. So I was, I was a lowly GameStop manager back then. So <laughs> I, mean, I was, uh, so it was. uh I, They're still was... around as opposed to SK. <laughs> <laughs> that was kind of the golden. age. Actually, Silicon Knights might have actually been at some of the GameStop conferences out in oh, Vegas. Probably, yeah, yeah, with Epic. Sure. Yeah, 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 for so, sure. Yeah. Uh, so because I remember this, and man. Like, uh, regarding Two human in particular, like this game was really, really, really pumped up at the time to be like, this was the next big IP. Yeah. So this yeah, was yeah. like this was like, you know, post halo. It was right on the verge of, of cod blowing up, right. So this yep. was right when these yep. super big, like you know, we'll call it quadruple A franchises yep. are about to burst open, right. And then this was supposed to be. This was the fucking savior of that year, man. <laughs> the action game. RPG all yeah. time. Yeah. Uh, so the dude, cyberpunk
2: of its day. From from from. from yeah. The- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, less glitchy from the outset. <laughs>
0: shockingly, actually, and we will get into that because that's kind of cool to be able to draw comparisons now, right? But because it's you know in a similar way, it's the end all be all kind of thing. But man, this was the this was the fucking balls for that year this was the game that we we went out and we were getting all the reserves on it and we were trying to get yeah, the special yeah. editions or like it was it was crazy it was it was uh it was a fever pitch for this game so it was supposed to be this next big thing and uh, and of course at the time maybe we should maybe speak a little bit about it just about silicon knights but uh man what a fucking pedigree uh for this studio heading <laughs> they into did, it they did have
1: like awesome. i remember when i first got the job i was like all right cool like this is great Everybody else being like, oh my god, like two humans about to come out. You're working on two oh my god. And it was like a big deal. I'm like, I've never heard
0: of this. What's going on? So yeah, the golden age of gaming for me actually included a lot of these titles. So uh they, they did one of the legacy of Kane games called Blood Omen. So yep. which yep. is one of the sequels. I, actually, I played that. I one. wasn't around for did that. Did you one. really? Yeah, yeah. So did you gax?
2: play? Them? Oh my god, they made Gax? nuh yeah, oh uh Yeah, apparently. I didn't even god. know that.
1: I don't know that they <laughs> fully I think that was Crystal Dynamics, but um I don't know that. I don't oh, know yeah, that yeah. they ever worked on that. To be honest, it says oh, Crystal it says Dynamics. Dynamics. I don't know who yeah. Crystal Dynamics is. They're, uh, they did uh, the Lara Croft stuff and uh, the newer Lara Croft. I don't know about oh, so that. How ones. are they tied to? I don't know. That's why I'm a little confused by That's that one. I think maybe it was
0: like maybe it was a rare
1: people or something. Yeah, I don't, I don't know That's how weird. that works interesting
0: but the big the big ones are actually up there so oh for-
1: steve hennefin games that's why steve hennigan was the hennefin sorry he was a sound designer oh. at sk for years uh big tall goth he was like six foot six <laughs> and like in proper le- goth leather blonde super blonde bleached hair um so that's why it says right there oh, but um okay. that's why uh he's
0: been around the industry for years wow 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 so the other big one was uh from from gamecube actually this is it's a weird, <laughs> such a weird title from GameCube, but Eternal Darkness, Sanity's Requiem. And this game, was a, it was a sleeper hit for a while, became a cult, cult hit. Cult classic. And man. in a long run, I think it had a re-release on freaking like Wii and whatever yeah. know, whatever else. I don't know if it says there, but yeah, it, it definitely had some re-releases along the way. In fact, uh, you mentioned that at one time, you worked on a project that was supposed to be the sequel to it. It was. Actually, I did work on it. It was the demo to get it sold
1: um, when it was to, uh, Eternal Darkness 2. Yeah, um, yeah. I forget what it's called now, to be honest. Did, it um, never, did Eternal Darkness 2 never get released? N- no, no. So here's the kind of brief history. Basically, we were working on it at the same time we were trying to finish out X-Men Destiny, which we all know what that turned into. Oh, I can't <laughs> wait to get to that one. <laughs> <way. laughs> <laughs> um, and, and we were working on that, and essentially they're like, okay, we got to start thinking about the next game. And they're like, everyone wants Eternal Darkness. It, it had just been voted or was on the vote list for like, top cult classic games or something. I remember it was on, it was a big thing. It was a big, so I think they were trying to ride that wave. So they started it as we were working and unfortunately did take some good people off of it to go work on the demo, which is one of the things that were lodged against them. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know. Like I I did see it happening. I don't know to what extent they were being pulled off. I don't know the timing of the details. But the
0: theme is spread too thin. (laughs) Massively. Well, also
1: like, we'll get into that with the the X-Men thing, but Spread too thin and overpromised, um, which is gotcha. a very standard video game <laughs> trope as it goes. Sounds less James Cameron, more Peter Molyneux. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no. I mean, yeah, basically. <laughs> no. uh, oh, are you kidding? No
0: game studio has ever overpromised and underdelivered. Before. <laughs> never. <laughs> never. Never. Not in history. No,
2: not, 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 not recently, at least. Not yeah, that no, I can think of. No. yeah. Never, never again in pop culture. I can't culture. think of anything. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: anyway, what was I saying before that? Uh, yeah,
0: so spread, spread too thin, eternal, oh, darkness, eternal too. darkness, too. And, right, so uh, the you guys were working on the demo to sell it to a publisher, yeah, and they okay. they
1: were uh courting people, recording them, going, okay, no, everyone shoot. wants this, like it was a thing, and then. The lawsuit, the, the Epic lawsuit ended up hitting. And they're like, not only do they not owe you $5 million, you owe them $5 million, and <laughs> shut the company down. <laughs> and uh, basically, well, uh, they ended up uh, creating Precursor Game, Dennis. Yeah. And at this time, by the way, I should say, the company ended up hitting like... Hundreds of people. It was like three, four hundred people. No shit. It got pretty wow. big, and it's in its height. Right when I was in the middle, I, th- I want to say it might have been almost five hundred. Like the- <laughs> to be fair, if they came through, if they were successful on the epic lawsuit, it could have worked out in their favor. Well, One hundred per- per- percent would have. If, if that didn't close them down. So what ended up happening is basically we all got laid off. They went to a skeleton crew of like eleven people. Mm-hmm. Basically, some of the the closest founder yeah, yeah. people, and um, basically the lead animator. I'd gotten laid off. I'd made it through a round of layoffs at this point. Mm-hmm. I kept going, where's that other foot coming? Yeah. And somehow I made it all the way through until the final one when they had shutter doors, oh, nearly shutter doors. Yeah, yeah. And basically they had about 11 people. I got one on layoff, came here to kind of help dad with the, the one of the right. rentals and lived here for about two months. And then they called me back and they're like, hey, he's leaving. You're, my understanding was they said first choice. Who knows how true that is? Um, <laughs> and they brought me back and they showed me what they'd worked on on Eternal Darkness 2 at that thus far. Yeah. And, and I was pre- like, I liked the idea, but when I got back, when I got there, I have this whole, I was like, I know what you're going for. This is just kind of lame. Still hmm. got back. And I just remember thinking from an, I was an animator. So like, you know, that was the only animator left. And I remember just sort of sitting here going, okay, I think this needs to change. Like this needs to update. I'm not even saying the core game, just how it gets experienced. So I remember talking to the programmer and a little bit of the designer and just the game designer and just thinking, how can I make this just more epic, more you know, hmm. cool? Were they precursor hmm. games at this point? No, this was still SK. Okay, and basically, you know, they did this, did that, got sued into oblivion. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's oh, when yeah, the epic. That that's when the epic one really launched and got sued into oblivion. Because <laughs> uh, at this point, you know, X Men Destiny had released, and ooh, ooh. yeah, well, hold. There's something that threw me off here that yeah. I saw. I never noticed it before. It was released on Nintendo DS. Okay, so I think it's important to, for uh, what's that company in. They have a bunch of them around the world, but there's a Toronto studio. It's a they're crappy little um, mobile oh, games. Just port, port uh, games and stuff. Not even port. It's click, its, click own, garbage. So it's, its own. It's its own it's separate. Own, game. There's, there's a. There, it's a pretty sizable company. That, oh no. Uh, um, it's a pretty sizable company that. Uh, if it's even in there, you'd have to scroll way down uh, to see which one. Yeah, it's usually it on, oh, on the far right, but uh, I can't remember. Anyway, they make mobile games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty, pretty not great stuff. Not that excellent. Destiny was, but <laughs> <laughs> I'm like throwing like calling the kettle black at this other company, but they're pretty no They're shit. By know. the way, we went under. Yeah, by <laughs> the way. Um, anyway, so the the thing came down, and they shut our doors, and uh, Dennis took me out for lunch one day with somebody else, mm. and uh, ended up being a pedophile, or, or at least being put on trial <laughs> for, for child
0: porn. Oh, he was, Hasn't uh, that Ep- been a- I heard he was in Epstein's Black Book. Is that yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I think... Yeah, anyway. is, that, is that the scoop? Uh, yeah,
1: so we ended up going there, and he goes, so we want to start this thing. We're going to... Try to make uh, Eternal Darkness, but in a, in its new uh, way Legend, and yeah. and all that kind of stuff. Dude,
0: be flying a wall for that conversation. Oh, man, it was dude. an interesting one because, like you know,
1: Dennis had always been respectful to me, and he yeah, seemed, yeah. seemed to, enough to like me and. Um, I always got along with the guy as it goes, but you know, he did have a, from my understanding, he had a temper. I never, I saw it a little bit, but nothing hmm. I'd heard. He'd be on the phone with whatever developer or client or screaming. I don't know how true that is. I've never personally oh, heard it, but wow. like he'd be like, Arr! like scream at the top of his lungs and hang up. And yeah, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure he was under a lot of stress. So I like, can imagine wanting to <laughs> yell at, at people, to be honest. Uh, but beyond that, you know, he took me out for lunch. He was like, "We're gonna do this thing." And honestly, at the time, it was so sudden. I kind of didn't have any other prospects, and I was in St. Catharines again, and with no friends. They'd all moved on to Ubisoft and and uh, you yep. name it, like all over. Yep. And, um, and actually, by the way, I'm a I'm a tertiary playable character in Watchdogs, the original one. Oh, yeah? uh, one of my one of my coworkers, who's a drinking buddy, she <laughs> she was a writer. She's got AJ Hansen. as uh, he was. A, You're yeah, kidding? Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's you get a side mission or some shit from him. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. I didn't know. I'd never played the game. So, it's so she just sent me a screenshot and she knew I wouldn't care. Like, yeah. you know, the people that it's she was be friends yeah. with. Yeah. So, yeah, anyway. So we did that, and I kind of went, okay, like, I'm willing to give this a shot. I don't have much going on. And we had to port. We basically had to make and start a new game, but under a new title, which was, it wasn't, uh, what's the second one called when it was under Precursor? I don't remember. Anyway, it was, it was Eternal Darkness 2, but it was mm. called Shadow of the something or other. Um, uh, Shadow Shadow of Eternals, that's what it was. Mm. And, uh, yeah, so I was like, all right, I'm in. And then we kind of started creating the assets and porting it over to... Mm. Uh, not Unreal. It was definitely not Unreal. Definitely not Unreal. <laughs> I don't think that was a choice <laughs> at that point. Uh, what was it? Crytek. It was the Crytek stuff. Oh, wow. Um, so it, and actually, it was interesting because like we got kind of a playable version in about a week. Or or, or sorry, like that first demo. Yeah. The first level kind of up and running in a week in Crytek. And it was to look okay. And, Damn. But to be honest, I found myself... Sort of like, there's some good people there, like, good, solid people, but I just remember thinking, okay, well, things have got to change. Like, in my mind, if I was going to be a part of this, things have got to change. I was still fairly young in my career, but I felt like, I think they started seeing what I was capable of. Like, I changed some very core battle things. Not the overall design sense, but just how it's perceived. Yeah. Um, I don't want we'll to get into that, because I'll start nerding out about, like, all the stuff <laughs> I wanted to bring to the animation part of video games. Um. <laughs> And yeah, and then I sort of just saw they're like, "Okay, how we're going to split this up at sweat equity, and Dennis and the CFO are going to get like 20 to 30% each, and then you'll <laughs> each get 2% or one, like and I was like, uh you literally can't do this without me." Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, "I mean, no." And at that point I'd put out a, a couple offers in Toronto and I kind of gotten an offer. I was like, <sighs> Stay here for no money, sweat equity for a company, for a guy who's going to basically start making the same mistakes, potentially making the same mistakes, or start a new part of my career, which was kind of always the goal in the first place. Yeah, yeah. I spent five and a half years in, at SK, and I was like, e- yeah, um, one was in Toronto. Yeah. <laughs> well, I don't like Toronto, so I actually like Saint Catharines. That's <laughs> what I mean. Yeah, yeah. One was in, uh, that was a that's yeah, downfall. Yeah.
0: But um, well, I would so prefer Saint Catharines over Toronto for sure. I, I would you, Today, 100%. right now, I would as oh. well. I don't like Toronto at all. Um, but it's a yeah, city. It's a city. It, it, it exists,
1: and there's people, and they're in my way. Um, no, ever,
0: they're, all the, they're all in each other's way all the time. Yeah, exactly. That's the problem. Uh,
1: so that was kind of that, and I kind of just walked away, and I remember seeing the trailers come out for Shadow of Eternals and sort of them selling it, and then eventually that video came up of Dennis apologizing, uh, kind of apologizing in a 25-minute video or 20-minute video, and I remember just thinking, oh, God. Like, I know what he's going for. He has, he has to acknowledge it. But there's, in my opinion, there's a better way about doing it. But hey, well, so
0: now out. getting getting to Too human, I, I really got, I really have to know about this. So like when when you're, when they're heading into a project like this, whether it's Silicon Knights or some other game studio, yeah. right? You have a you have a project head, somebody like Dennis Dyack, who's kind of you know getting people pumped up. Like what is what does that sound like when when you get into a meeting and you're first hearing about this game and you're first hearing about what you're going to achieve and is he really tossing around like you know, like James Cameron and Blockbuster and, like, this is the big, like, what, what does that sound like? What oh, is that...
1: he's definitely, I mean, I was only there at the beginning of, so human was, I was there in the last six months to a year. Yeah, yeah. I think six months I worked on it, and there was, like, another six months of, you know, QC and all that sure. stuff. Give or take. Uh, so I wasn't there at the beginning, but I did hear his pitch meeting over and over and over again for it, because he's been pitching that game yeah for yeah. Like 10 years. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, and then I shifted onto a, 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 a game called The Ritualist or The Box, and kind of Called a few things for I was on that hmm. for like two and a half years. Never got released. Had several publishers. What what game was it? The Ritualist or the Box, which is interesting because that's where I almost did dialogue for. I almost did, that's a whole other chapter. I won't get off on that subject. But and then what the X Men Destiny thing came up, and the original pitch for it was actually kind of cool. Like it was you know games that were more I would say it was kind of like the Marvel Alliance, but no just no no no, after, no? It, it was more like uh, I know, not prototype. What's the one where you have electric powers? Yellow Jacket. Oh, Infamous. Infamous. infamous, yeah. infamous. Yeah. It was a little bit more along. It was more of an mm-hmm. open world. Um, you have powers. You can when sort you of. created your own character. No, to no, a degree. It was sort of. It was like, like
0: three. There was like three. Well, that's what it became. That, oh. It was supposed to be a
1: little bit more of a basically like you can pick obviously gender and color. And yeah, all yeah. the normal stuff. Um, but then you start off with a base kind of. You picked a base kind of power and then you kind of right. skill treated it up right 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 sort of like infamous ah. and then a lot of it like i believe the i don't remember if it was infamous one or two because i only kind of play a little bit of the games but i think it was infamous two, where it was a far more open world there's more, um, yeah yeah was it mm. called uh oh my god red dead uh, redemption kind of style where you could just sort of go and like start a side mission with somebody in the yes. alleyway yep. yeah i it was too. More, yeah it was like that and uh so it was a little bit more along those lines and mm. On the face, I was like, Man, "This could be a really cool game." I love X Men and, and video and our comics. And, oh, it's a freaking great idea! Yeah, like yeah. as a concept, mm-hmm. this is where the standard comes in. Over deliver, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, and that's a massive thing. And the problem is, we're also going through a lawsuit with Epic, which at the time they were that's releasing. Insane. Yeah, like in the middle of all of this, you know, yeah, yeah. kind of distracting. I think. Well, g human comes out to I think we sold sold, but I don't, I'm sure it's. The number was like six hundred sixty thousand or something, but let's be honest, that's probably the GameStop. But I'm yeah, sure yeah, yeah.
0: how I'm sure you saw like a mummy's tomb of two human unopened. Un- <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no, it was one of those games that like people were coming in and saying like, "Oh, I want to return this game or whatever." And, like we don't really return open yeah. new games. Like you could trade it in or whatever. That people are losing thirty bucks a pop. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I mean, yeah. which Woof. they don't like. No, they're yeah. not happy about it like. The customers who we knew, who we saw a lot, we kind of, you know, oh, it's defective or whatever, you know. And we, yeah, we give we, the old wink, wink, nudge, nudge. But for everybody truck. else, man, yeah, they got stuck with the thirty dollar. Thirty dollar thirty
1: dollar paperweight, return, yeah. <laughs> Even worse. I think that thing went on the market for like sixty bucks. So
0: but what happened then is yeah, people are like, well, I'll sell it myself. And we're like, eh, good luck. Good you luck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What we're there. not having any so,
2: luck, we got a bunch of stores, so good yeah, luck. Yeah. To you. Well, I mean the
0: irony of that is there's there
1: might be a little bit of value to it because of the ET thing because they had to destroy all the unsold copies. So the how lawsuit. many how many
0: copies did they actually end up destroying? Do you think I have no idea. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean I bet they printed I'm, a couple million. I'm
1: guessing, yeah, they definitely probably printed at least a million. At least one – yeah. let's just say 1 to 1.5. Yeah, yeah. I'm guessing. I, as far as I know, s- as far as copies sold – now, that's copies sold to distributors, I'm yeah, guessing. Um, yeah, less sold than 700. <laughs> which Which, Well, back then, though. It was, that was actually okay. Yeah. That was an yeah. okay number. The problem is it was just expecting to sell like 1.2 or 1 to 1. 1.2 and hit better reviews and obviously didn't. But anyway, so that whole thing, they basically – so I'm guessing – I'm just going to go out there and say anywhere from like 300 to 500,000 500, copies. Now, I'm guessing what that also means is all the like GameStop bargain yeah. bin throwaways yep. um, or whatever they became. I'm guessing those are considered unsold copies. So if basically they couldn't get rid of his inventory. I'm guessing those... They, the, You know, GameStop or whoever just sort of went, yeah, here, yeah. take them. Take
0: The doorbuster deal on Black Friday, I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Can yeah, we I get know, it for 20 bucks? Yeah, so I'm guessing there's a whole 20 lot bucks in of, a paperclip. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: so, but hearing the X-Men Destiny pitch, I was kind of jazzed. Like, you know, X-Men's not my favorite comic. Mm-hmm. Uh, 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 what do you call it? Series, whatever. Family. But I always enjoyed it. Did did
0: they say, did they pitch it to you like, we have the X Men property? Yeah, yeah, it was a big deal. I mean, so you're thinking, so what popped in your head at first? Like, oh, Wolverine, Storm, fucking Gambit? Uh, Honestly,
1: a little bit of that. Uh, but honestly I knew it was already not the standard heroes. Like I knew okay, they were gonna be involved, but fair I knew enough. we were creating like new lore
0: kind mm-hmm. of thing. Okay. Or not lore, but you know what I mean. New yeah. characters. new story. Yeah, and new characters and well, I mean back then it would have been considered canon, right? I mean this is before the big proliferation of yeah. Marvel and everything. So yeah, that would yeah. have
1: been So and I heard that and I thought, you know what most people are gonna to want to play your your standards or whatever. My first thought was actually let's find the characters nobody really wants to play and turn them into play, like cool characters. Like, but you that's I'm imagine. not the writer. I'm not the designer. Yeah. That's really not <laughs> up to me. I'm mostly because that's a challenge, right? Take characters that nobody really cares about. It's like Iron Man. Iron Man was that was uh, what's his name? Stanley's whole thing. Yeah, it was the middle of uh, or just after or in the middle of the Vietnam War mm-hmm. or whatever. And he's like, let's make a character that that is unlikable. He's he's part of the. Uh, the inter- military-industrial complex, and let's make them likable. That was mm. how Iron Man came about. So I love that challenge. I love yeah. the idea. It's like, I don't like horror movies, but if I would ever be a director, it'd be one of the first movies i made because I'm like, I don't like the way people are doing it. I'm going to do it better. Will I? I don't know. But <laughs> it's, it's my <laughs> mentality. So I like that idea, and then I heard what they were going to do, and I thought, oh, you know, that could be pretty cool. Like, you kind of create your own lore, and it's part of the X-Men. So yeah, like, yeah. maybe, you know, especially kids, if it was going to be a little bit more of a kid centric, slightly kid-centric game oh totally you know i could you, you get to play with wolverine and yeah colossus and all that stuff did x-men destiny have to get nuked because of the yeah, yeah Battle? It was, it, the reason for it is because we uh, uh they end up starting on the unreal engine when it first released that version of it for for two human uh it was released to them late and unfinished uh now this is where i don't know the details because yeah i know they delivered late but i don't know the details of the contract It was delivered unfinished, but again, I don't know the details of the contract. Yeah. I've heard that What's classified as finished in the contract. Exactly. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I've heard that from people I trust who are programmers who worked on SK's game engine, um, if that's what you want to call it, which is why they got sued in Oblivion because they're saying there's like 20 lines of code left that was originally still in reels or some shit like that. Oh, really? Yeah, that's why they got screwed. Um, Basically, they didn't didn't replace every single line of code. They missed a very small amount (laughs) or something like that. But anyway... Um, so anything that's on that SK Unreal engine basically has to get tossed. Uh, oh, that no was shit. The, that was the whole thing. Oh, it. damn. Yeah, and and SK basically sued them for. You're the one that cost us. You know that we had to put so much money into be- fix the engine. Yeah. So yeah. it cost us so much money instead of putting it in game quality. Right. Which, there's some truth to that, and that's yeah. the thing is there was some legit truth to their lawsuit. I think I think there's at least an element. This was in the middle of the well after the 2008 financial collapse, and they're in from North Carolina, I believe. Uh, Epic, mm. I believe, and I mean that is a hardcore Republican conservative. Yeah. So you know the you what do you think the chances of a Canadian indie company coming in in the middle of a recession with a company that's printing oh. money with Gears of War and none of that like states love. They're tech company And Unreal Engine was big. Yeah, unreal, like, yeah. of oh, the a, shit? Yeah, and, and Gears of War was printing money. Like, oh, you could it, it not have. Massive. It was yeah, crazy. Yeah. So I went, you're going to sue Epic who are printing money? And I think he sued him in their own home That's state, That's what I meant, too, in North Carolina. Where and the I'm judges are going to be like, oh, exactly. that company's giving us jobs. Yeah. You're in Canada. Hundreds <laughs> of jobs and a lot of clout. Wow. That's why I don't know... I, I, listen, I'm not a programmer, I'm not a, a lawyer, so I don't know. Yeah, Dennis probably just thought he's like, oh, "This is a for sure win." Fuck it. <laughs> I, I don't even know that he did. I, I will say that one of the things that made struck me because I was there for about five, six months when he when he decided to do it, maybe less than that. Actually, no, I think it was pretty early when I started there. But I remember he called the town hall meeting and. And and he's going okay. I got some big news, and he gives he you know talks a little bit. Uh, you know, thinks he's a bit funny <laughs> and all that stuff, which I should say everybody, myself included, when you got to start a, like a, a a team meeting, you end up trying to be like, all right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, moods up. Some people do it better than others, and unfortunately, he's not. <laughs> See, now that you said that? he's a wrestler, all I can imagine him is him starting his conference. You're like, okay, <laughs> like, we're gonna sue Epic. Boy, <laughs> um, yeah, no, and I'll, I'll never forget that thing because I'm really new to this career, this industry, and and I I really loved playing video games. I think I kind of helped you, Dad, and me got you really into video games. Basically. Yeah, pretty uh, much. Sadly, um, you yeah. know, Dad got him through my dad got him through uh, Wolfenstein and Lemmings. Yeah, my and, dad was that uh, he's <laughs> just like, oh, by the way, Adam, here's a computer, and here's Doom and Leisure Suit Larry, and I
0: went, oh. <laughs> Yep. Yeah. Yeah, most formative years. That explains a lot. Yeah. It explains more than you even know. <laughs> Way more. Way. Oh, living in the same room with you was creepy.
1: Uh, <laughs> um, but anyway, so, you know, he got him into that. And then when I hit like high school, I, I ended up buying a PS2, which I still think is one of the best consoles of all time. Yeah. It was good. Um, yeah. And uh, ended up playing some fun games, God of War, and uh, god, god, a ninja game, I can't remember what oh, it was. Musho
2: was good. Oh, uh, Tenchu, yeah, Tenchu, uh, yeah, yeah. Tenchu. oh, yeah, yeah Tenchu. Uh, that was, the know, shit. yeah, <laughs> you know, <laughs> Tenchu, ninja, really two, uh, ninja game, yes, Tenchu. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, you ended up getting uh, uh, a Call of Dude. So calm. So calm. Oh, and the yeah. fucking head with the fucking oh, headset. Yeah. 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 And so we're playing on never worked. By the way, the headset yeah, never fucking garbage. worked. Really? That
0: little, that little, the it, one, the one thing. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah.
1: So, um, I ended up kind of getting into video games then. And then I got into college for animation and you know, my life was basically just, uh, my, my, my education and working part-time and partying, you know, just generally committing to the, the three, you hadn't quite left the college life. (laughs) No, I got into it hardcore and just, I was so dedicated to animation. I I was there all the time. If I wasn't working or partying, I was at at school working. Yeah. And, uh, and so I kind of just lost track of video games, just sort of completely just wasn't on my radar other than you being addicted to them. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no, it's true it's not true wrong story. you know i'd yeah, see yeah, people yeah. that and, and, you know i should say as part of it was i'd see people they would bring their consoles to our excuse me um uh school studio and animation stu- uh, what's great about animation classes you have a dedicated class Yeah, it's all computers and, and they and usually lock them up as. because it's all expensive computers <laughs> and power yeah lock them up mm-hmm. so we're the only ones allowed in there mm-hmm. and so you could just you know you have tvs everywhere so you just hook them up and while well, you're trying to animate people are playing god of war you know Having a grand old time. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And, um, and I'm just trying to work. And like I saw a bunch of these people committing to just playing. Like being at school but pretending they're working hard but not working. They'd be playing video games, <laughs> dicking around, playing <laughs> Yeah. Pokemon cards and all that shit. Yeah, those fucking guys. Yeah, yeah. those fucking nerds. Um <laughs>
0: those are Ronin Geek listeners, sir. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll have you know. <laughs> just slaps me with a glove. It's our core audience. Actually, yeah, actually but, but the Ronin Geek listeners would know that if 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 you feel you know personally attacked, either you know recording on our podcast or listening to our podcast, it's because you actually are being personally attacked. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah also go way. fuck yourself.
2: Yeah, also. <laughs> go fuck yourself, thank, and, you. Say thank you. De- <laughs> definitely, none of the podcasters ever did that for sure. Yeah, that never happened. At Nobody's all. ever denigrated their
1: own fan base ever, <laughs> ever. <laughs> uh it's just like no game company has ever over promised on a game yeah no podcast has <laughs> ever shit on their own base um uh yeah so i'm kind of losing track of video games and not really thinking too much thinking they're wonderful like they're brilliant yeah, yeah. uh just kind of knowing their time sinks yeah and i watched all those people that got addicted to those games just never graduate mm, they, they interesting lose years of their Education just and never got in the industry, never finished a lot of them. Yeah, so, and I just saw that as I'm like, you know, uh, uh, much to me being kind of a shithead and a goofball, I'm very dedicated, I'm very willful when it comes to my discipline. Mm-hmm. So I was like, no, no, I want to learn to be the best animator I can be, do the thing, get a job, all that kind of stuff, and kind of just went, okay, I just have to close this out of my life right now. And kind of seeing Adam still playing occasionally, you know, I'd see, yep. uh, <laughs> you would see, yeah, you too. That passed out i think i was telling them uh, they'd, they'd be adam rob uh christian devon whoever your friends were at yeah. the time yeah, that's i'd right. come home either from school from work or from the bars and i'd see them passed out like <laughs> like, <laughs> like literally i was saying controller that, like, in hand controller, controller yeah running against a wall <laughs> Full yeah. line. and i'd be like oh these kids Kids god. these days, kids. Uh, the room smells.
2: Yeah. Go have a shower, you idiots. <laughs> yeah,
1: you guys would reek after a weekend of that. Yeah, um, but <laughs> it was bad. Even my mom was like, "Oh god, I mean, they're kids. They're boys. Let them be boys." But just it's a major shower. Yeah, and sort of doing that, and then I got the job offer, and sort of quickly had to go back to school, like for video games. Like, oh yeah, kind of like in my own head, I just yeah. started watching YouTube playthroughs like religiously. Huh. Just try, like, because I knew I couldn't play all these games. I would still play right. a bunch, but I knew yeah. I couldn't make it through years of catching up. That's what I do now because I don't fucking have time for half well, these games. Exactly. So yeah. I'd like catch up on because you're in a meeting and they start talking about, oh, that game's design or this fight element. Oh shit! Or, yeah. so you're just taking notes. Like, I gotta look at this. Yeah, that's exactly this. what I do. Gotta... I'd just be like, you know what? I know of these because friends played them. Sure. I, I just don't know what it feels huh. like to play them. So I would often. Actually, what I did do, especially the first year or two when I was watching these playthroughs, I would actually sit there watching it as if I'm with a controller, pretend controller in my hand, to try to get the feel of the play, like when you swing. and Like what's the weight and stuff like that? Just just feeling like if I'm pretending to play, how does this feel? And it was a way to try to get myself into years, forgotten years of not playing video games, (laughs) basically, to try to get back (laughs) into the headspace. And what I will say is I went into it kind of going, "Eh, I don't really want to do this. I'll maybe do it for a year. Yeah. and, And I'll get out. You know, yeah. and I'll kind of get some experience and move on. And well, one, the 2008 financial collapse hit and like studios were closing left, right and center. And people with way <laughs> more experienced and talent than me started losing their jobs. I'm <laughs> like, well, I'm fucked. So <laughs> I guess I'm staying here. Um, but what ended up happening after that mindset changed is I started because I was still kind of in this like purist animator kind of like my performance is what matters. Yeah, yeah. And then realizing, no, you can make the best animation, but a programmer and a designer is going to chop it up, put it into a game mechanic, and it kind of looks like shit. And once I started realizing... Try to work within the system. Don't try to just create good art. Mm. Try to work. And it, my work, like my work on screen turned out way better. Because then I got to know the programmers and the designers and, you know, your tweaking numbers. How your art was going to be used. Yeah, how it's actually so, going
0: to end up on. So you were anticipating how it was going to be used in what way and what way yeah, I change. Yeah, I, I would ask them because before you just okay. give them
1: animation and then they go, can you just break this up into three? And you wouldn't even know why or how. You just sort of do it. Yeah. And then once I got more time to talk to them. Yeah. I get to know the programmers and the designers. um. You know, through meetings and groups. Because you end up like, what we do is kind of cluster. So it's like, one programmer is going to work on this design mechanic. Yeah, yeah. Whatever it was. Locomotion, fighting, I don't care. Whatever. Yeah. And um, and then the programmer and designer, and then they right. often set you up with an animator, basically. And you kind of work, mm-hmm. what do you need, what do you need stuff? And they got to trust me, because I'm a hard worker. And what I figured out was by talking to them you can jive with them, right? You start, stop thinking yourself as animation and program. You start thinking of yourself as a little group to create a little project. Yeah. Project you you broke
0: down the silos. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Well, I wasn't just me. I
1: mean, people help. It was just, I realized that was once I started thinking about the, the games industry in a more creative, collaborative way, less of like, I'm an animator and thinking more, no, I'm just an artist to help get this idea across. I started getting into it. I started Mm. really digging into like game Vault. Uh, what's it called? Uh, it's all the GDC Game Vault stuff, um, you're, basically you're, what, it's a conference, obviously GDC. I hope yeah, everyone I, knows that. Yeah, we know. G- <laughs> uh, but what? They all do- the older videos you're talking about. Yeah, but even yeah, 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 it, you, okay. And basically, you could they gave us free access. Oh, to the GDC Vault. Oh, sweet. Which is all these talks and a lot it's of all the are, back room stuff. A lot, lot of, them of them are. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. And it, some of it's big yeah, room yeah. stuff, but a lot of the big room stuff is more like, aren't we great? Look at how great this is, and we're great. And then a lot of the other stuff was, like, technical knowledge. It was like, okay, here's how, like, Bungie did a wonderful thing in the, oh, my God, Halo 3, I think it was, Mm. um, where they had an amazing locomotion system. So not only did they do IK lock footing, but they did, you could go from a slow walk to a medium walk to a fast fast walk into a jog into a fast jog into a run. And it was seamless. Wow. It looks, so and it was good. just based on like how much you'd push the controller, It like yeah. kind of had a seamless programming to like control the leg. Yeah, movement. it's standard game stuff, but often you just have a walk and a run, and then speed that up. The problem is, is it never looks right because a sprint doesn't look the same as a fast run, doesn't look the same, same right. as a jog. Doesn't yeah, look. so mm-hmm. they would basically make build this in, add some tech, play mm-hmm. with numbers, then melt blend them, and then like to a degree, Assassin's Creed was doing their own fight system thing where right. they would try to blend it. It was sticky, but that was purposeful. It was it was. A timing based game. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, they. Combat was a bit more you're more thinking about, yeah, in, yeah. you're in this mindset where, you're, so you'd watch them talk about how they, just the thought process behind why they came it's up really with It's really fascinating.
0: That. And for listeners who don't know, so he's referring to GDC Game Developers Conference, but it happens at E3 and all these other yeah, big yeah, conferences, yeah. And which is why it kind of sucks that these things aren't happening now because, yeah. believe it or not, a lot of the greatest gaming deals and the greatest gaming moments have happened in back rooms and back conference halls in these huge events, right? Yeah. Oh. And, and it's not privy to the public. The public doesn't get to see or hear about well, it. Well, sometimes they do. It, way after. It depends
1: yeah, yeah. on the, yeah, yeah.
0: the specific talk.
1: But well, that's which, super cool. Well, when you get access to that vault, you you basically are working and it's you're... Sometimes you're listening, sometimes you're not. You know, I'm sure your uh, listeners uh, aren't listening half the time. <laughs> uh, all the
3: time. All the time. <laughs> uh,
1: um, so, you know, but you're kind of absorbing this stuff, and they're talking about a, a fairly technical. So sometimes they get into, like, full-on, not lines of code, but essentially, like, hmm. you'll see their, um, what do you call it? Oh, my God. Charts. Um ah there's a term for them i can't remember but your uh, reason charts hmm, oh yeah and how both from a game design element but also from a programming element right and they start getting to that and showing how they got into okay. it and for someone that wasn't really into video games for a while and i'm an artist yeah i started kind of nerding out not yeah. in a hugely technical way but more like oh this is possible and yeah it sparked me in a way and i just I was actually, I'll, I'll tell you this one of my biggest regrets in the video game industry was the stuff we were doing on the Eternal Darkness sort of uh, two when it was still at SK and then afterwards. I was actually really jazzed about because I was yeah. looking at what, you know, Bun- like I said, Bungie did with their locomotion the right. run and, and what I saw Assassin's Creed doing with their fight thing. And I thought, these are awesome. I want to take them to the next level yeah. and going, who the hell are you? Like who the fuck are you to do this? But the great been thing at about this is, for four years, what the fuck do you think, you know, well, that was like, at this point, it was like five. Or, I, know, I guess that's, that's it. Ooh, phone extra year. One year. AJ, yeah. <laughs> but what was great when I came back after they'd asked me back when I got laid off. I basically went, well, I was happy on EI. <laughs> uh, you know, sound like a, you sound like you were pre-served. You already knew what was. Yeah, going yeah, like. yeah. I, was, I was happy on it, and I was enjoying myself, and kind of doing other stuff. And they called me back, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I can't say no." The yeah. is going to take me off. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like, yeah, ah, yeah. Because the like, offer's there. Yeah. yeah.
0: So the, if, I'm sure, I don't know if they would have said anything. Th- that's it. our unemployment in Canada. That's our unemployment. Yeah, in yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um,
1: and uh, the Pogi for the East Coasters.
0: Um, <laughs> the what? The, it's
1: called Pogi. That's awesome. Uh, I forget. Yeah. Where, there's a, anyway, it doesn't matter. So anyway, I was on that and I came back and I remember thinking, like, I had this wonderful attitude of, like, fire me. Like, yeah. I don't, I don't care. I'll get EI, I'll my life will go back to normal. But when I was there, I basically saw, I know, it was such a weird thing where I'm like, you literally have no other animator. You called me back. And from my understanding, from the, the lead animator who I was who your left. first choice after Brandon, Brad, Jason, yeah. <laughs> and Todd. Uh, some of
0: them left other places. You're our first choice of the people who were left,
1: for sure. <laughs> of the people we haven't, or we did call and said, no, you are our first choice. Hell yeah, man. Well, the lead animator ended up going to Denmark to, was it IO? um denmark has a uh, video game company i can't remember uh, I, that
3: did uh man yeah yeah, yeah, th- yeah yeah i think oh, it was that yeah, okay. so he ended up
1: going there he got him and his wife they're both in the games industry and he's a cool guy brian Can't remember his wait they're name. from denmark yeah oh
3: uh, okay yeah. Our, our ancestry
1: <laughs> uh, yeah that's true um so anyway uh he went out there and he uh, he told me called me and said by the way they're gonna offer you a job back i i told them you're my first pick back um, I know there were better animators than me there but I think there was a little bit more of I think what he liked about me was I was always trying to think ahead kind mm. of like how mm. can I how can I make this better who can I oh, talk yeah. to how can I make this jive within the game yeah, design yeah. and I think he liked that about me so he suggested hiring me back and I had that attitude I was like fucking fire me
3: <laughs> I, so I like, want to make this
1: game great I want to make it awesome but fucking fire no, me No, it, it, was, it was I'm going to stretch you and I dare you to fight back. You know, like I dare you to say no. Like if they said no for good reasons, fuck yeah, say no. But like if it's just, well, it's not what we want. It's like, I'm part of this. I'm one of the 11. I'm part of the we now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I am one of the collective. The collective. The collective. Having worked um, a career in retail management, I can tell you, I've seen that look of resignation on the faces yeah. of well, countless employees. Well, what's great is this wasn't like a, oh, can't be bothered. This was a, like a renewed spirit. Yeah, yeah. This was like a revival. Like I wanted to be like in a Southern Baptist church. Yeah. Like, <laughs> sing, praise, hallelujah. And I just went in with this amazing kind of attitude that I was like, just I didn't even think about it. I just sort of went in and saw what they were doing and went, okay, we can make this better. You and had the balls to do To pull off and say the shit you want to say, yeah. Like the worst thing you could do is give me send me back to where I was (laughs) exactly. And and so what's crazy about it is for like again all of people's opinions they listened. I I had to pitch it, and I did like a dummy version with a programmer, and we started building in a few extra features that weren't part of the engine at the time. Mm. And and it was I'm not gonna get into it again I'll nerd out but like because this is my hardcore shit but I just remember thinking nobody's doing this right now like people have versions hmm. of this kind hmm. of but I wanted to like I was like just to give you concept uh, Eternal Darkness is obviously famous for its uh, sanity bar Yep, yep and one of the things is this main character there was supposed to be like eleven or twelve playable characters like, what? I go through time yeah it was insane Oof. it was insane and so I had to also not only come up with like the locomotion and the fight mechanism yeah, yeah all the animation for that but they were like Oh, we want to mocap like 600 actions per character. I'm like, "No. <laughs> you can't. Literally yeah, there's wow. not enough time. You'd need like 12 animators full-time wow. just doing it. It's, it's insane." So I came up with a way to take it down to about 25% of that, but actually be better in the long and like in the gameplay, and only because I got a chance to talk to these in many cases wonderful programmers hmm. and designers. And so I kind of came back with that attitude and sort of went, "No, no let's let's make it more efficient." Better looking, yeah, yeah. and it has to fit 11 playable characters who have bow staffs, swords, or uh, guns, Uh, you know, like all different types of weapons. Yeah, yeah. And it had to be p- using the ba- same basic system for each character. And I'm like, Ooh. This is where I get play. Like, you want yeah. me to nerd out? That's give me a My challenge. Give me is so hard. Yeah, I know. Just like, oh, I'm four and a half inches right now. <laughs> <laughs> I am. I am good mouth to microphone to length. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. To the Dick length. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and kind of thing. And and I will say, I pitched it, and they're like, yeah, this is working. And I actually have a video of it, and it, I, everyone was like, yeah, this looks great. It was great, as the video I have was actually from the engine. It oh, was smooth. Okay. It was like it like the way you transition from one fight, you can't see it anywhere. Well, you won't be able to find my video. No, um, I won't.
0: Uh but sorry. Oh, is that was they are they talking about it for the Switch potentially? Oh my god, I don't even know. I doubt they're still going. No, because he's got if? he's
1: got well, he's got another one called Apocalypse Studios, and they're working on some neo goth. Go
0: out to the top, Adam, that one. Uh I don't know how much of an authority Game Rant wait, is. Wait, What? But- Classic, yeah. like oh no! That, that was to be coming to That's October twenty. That just a couple months ago.
1: Yeah, it, probably, it already exists. They're just bringing this is just, they're no, just porting it to the Darkness Switch. To, oh no! So this is just Wait, very nearly twenty Developed years ago. ago bringing, Nights? Nintendo did the very first. Oh, no, they're M-ray just bringing the original Eternal Darkness. Oh, to it, I okay. Think. I think, but anyway, so the sanity, uh, the, the whole sanity game design yeah. element. Um, oh, there's me on the right, Adam.
3: <laughs> oh yeah, Kratos from yeah, Fortnite. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So. For those of you
1: that don't know, I look like a retired Kratos. <laughs> yeah, a accurate. beat cop Kratos. Uh, I'm I a dad bot of war.
2: Oh, <laughs> I'm trying to think. Um, Max Payne three. Oh, a lot
1: of people thought because I know people that worked on it. They're like, "Where did they model the Max Payne, the bald and beard on you?" Like, nope. And someone like when the first photo of the Kratos, yeah, like the first new Kratos images came out. Everyone sent it to me. They're like,
0: holy shit, Dude, you, you should though. You should say like, oh yeah, totally. I love guys. Yeah. I'm like, yeah, that's a whole other discussion. Sony Santa in, Monica? But... Yeah, those guys we go yeah, way back. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, I did know one or two people that worked there. Oh, no shit. Yeah.
1: Um, <laughs> but uh, uh, anyway, uh, what the hell was I getting that? No, that just distracted me. <laughs> um, the, the ads on the, kratos is yeah. easily distracts us all i mean in <laughs> fairness yeah uh what was i talking about epic games uh, eternal darkness oh there the, the sanity uh thing yeah, yeah so yeah. what i like the idea i like that i never really played it growing up but i played it later um and not once i knew about it already uh like knew about what was already in the game dude me and my and friends rented
0: me and my friends rented the shit out of that game. i should tell you about oh, some man. of the oh, scenes
1: God. making stuff that i heard from the people that worked on it oh no um but Anyway, what I liked about it, it, was this main character in the demo, he's like a squire. He's like a young kid. Mm-hmm. Trained, but not that trained. Right. And so he's got some sort he's of... He's a good level of, one character. Yeah, yeah. Basically. And so, you know, he goes through and he finds out these zombies exist and all this sort of stuff. And what I liked is um, not only adding sort of a more fluid fight sequence and fight mechanism and fight uh, metrics and all this stuff, but, um, and making those feel fluid and making it feel like, you know in the beep-bop-boop, I always feel like there's like a what do you call those? A merry-go-round. There's a like a pole in the middle of a character when they turn they turn on a pole yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and they sort of slide yeah, I yeah. hate that because to me it takes you out of the immersion mm-hmm. and and so to me you step to the right and attack it's a it's not just a turn and attack ah. it's a turn while you attack you so have to be moving you have to have moved yeah. your center yeah yeah well not center but you shift over a leg so I was like trying to just
0: engage am- So do you figure that out in like 2005? Because, like, Bethesda still hasn't this figured it no, out. No. <laughs> a lot of companies still haven't figured that out. No, this would have been
1: 2011, okay? And, and and it really, like, it's already, like, I think other places have done it. I just don't think yeah. it was as smooth as it could have been and, and all stuff. We were trying to, like, finesse that system. And I think our tests were actually going very well. I actually have footage of it. And I was really, really proud of it. But anyway, um, you know, it feels like a thing. So I, my whole thing was... I want to engage them. Part of that is I felt like that beep-bop-boop, I call it that. It just feel, you can see the antenna on their yeah. character's head <laughs> where you just feel like, okay, it's a, it's a game. You're, yeah, you're, yeah. You're, you're, to a degree, you're losing out of the, emer- the uh, immersion. So I was trying, how can I just bring, from an animation standpoint, how can I bring that in? Now it's not through animation. It's through game design and, yes. and programming. Yeah, yeah. So I'm helping them. That, I'm once, basically... If you change the animation, you're fundamentally changing the speed at which someone swings which then fundamentally changes the game. Or I'm actually going to, yes, but I'm going to push it even further is what they naturally do is they're just like, it doesn't really matter how fast or slow we're going to ramp it in and out in the game anyway. But I wanted to create a good average so that if you ramped it up a little bit or ramped it down, it wasn't noticeable Mm, because what they end up, do you see it in games all the time? Think things like if you swing a sword, that's heavy, Hmm. but it's really sped up. It doesn't feel like there's any weight. Right. You you don't feel like that sort of thing. If you lose that, you're done. So I wanted to add thrust sounds like, like harder ones actually connecting to the weight which has been done has been irritating but if you level it down just right and all stuff and do all the body mechanics i was telling about the remove the beep bop boop and then the other thing is i wanted the camera to actually swing so if you swing from top right to bottom left the camera slightly goes with you like it's you're there's Mm. a certain thing other games have done it interesting done it Uh, sometimes it's too irritating but what i liked was as you say enter into a tomb and your sanity bar is higher. Yeah, the camera goes harder with you to the point where you almost lose track of what's in front of you. So if you sw- if you try swinging harder to kill them in one attack, the camera swings almost it's too heavier wildly. And heavier. Yeah, and wow. so it swings too wildly a little bit. And, and you don't, you don't know whether or not track. you hit because... Yeah, well you you'll know you hit and probably, but you don't you might lose focus of them and or lose them on the middle of the camera. And that's like a panic moment because mm-hmm. you're like, shit, did I move the camera a little bit or something? You know, and <laughs> kind of like trying to play very subtly with the, the player's mind. You add sound, you add the beep bop boop stuff, you had that, plus other, you know, spook moments and all the yeah. normal stuff that you get in that. I was like, This this works. We had a video. And I, was, I, I will say this, to their credit, I basically showed up and they're like, what do you, they basically literally day one, they're like, here, what do you think of this build? What do you think of the, the demo? And I went, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, just, it's not nice. strong. <laughs> I, I'm it's, like, a it's a great starting point. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, I didn't even say that. <laughs> I was even that political. This is uh, a good
2: foundation for the foundation. <laughs> yeah. Can we bury this as part of the foundation? Um, you know, and, and Can we they bury were... this like Al
1: Capone buries bodies? Well, what's great about that too is they like huddled, like five or six of them, like huddled around. They are like, here, play it, I, like in my desk. And they like had me play the intro, the whole demo intro. Mm. <laughs> it's like five or six of them out of like 11 people. Like, what do you think? And I was like, remember in my mind, I'm going, eh, fuck you, fire me. Basically, <laughs> so I'm also like, I don't think it's that strong. Yeah, and they're like, Oh, really? I thought we really came up with it. And I'm like, Like, sure. There's some technical stuff that's going right, but like from a storytelling, I didn't feel, I didn't feel scared at any point. Yeah, yeah. I didn't feel any impact. I had no emotion to the character. Yeah, yeah. yeah, nothing about anything. And, and they're big that those games are big on sort of like a Cthulian existential. Yes, mode. yeah, Because yeah, D- yeah. right. cosmic dread. Right. And I didn't, I didn't even feel like a flinch of, exit like anything. I was just sort of yeah. like. Maybe the maybe they were going for something more subtle where I'm like I feel no feeling at all. Oh no, I have lost purpose. Like if, if so, you kind of nearly got there. You're on your way. Good foundation, Rob, as you said. So you're like you're like a nihilist in the game. Like that's really exciting. Yeah, you're like oh no, I'm a player now. Um, so I kind of said that like oh okay. Uh well why don't you sit with it a little bit and play it a little bit more as they're like you
3: know,
2: <laughs> why don't it you what? reconsider maybe, maybe it'll grow on you yeah 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 and, and I just never si- grow you, <laughs>
1: yeah, I mean two human grew on that's so. um uh so anyway I did that and I kind of just uh, played it a bunch of times and and kind of just like yeah no like none of the scare moments are reading none of the storytelling is reading like the lighting the like storytelling it just wasn't really there and i ended up just explaining like well you need better lighting for this moment and it needs to be more of a scare so you need a moment over here to distract you from over there and and you know just yeah doing all that stuff and, and they sort of went yeah, it actually makes sense yeah actually you know what let's give that a go and i was like wow like you're you've considered this thought it was a good idea and are actually i will say they didn't really do it well but they, hmm. to their credit, to Dennis's credit, to the head designer's credit. They're a small team, usually with small teams, that tends to work out better. They yes, tend hundred communicate, 100%, and listen more, yeah. and discuss more. And that, that was the thing. Like, a lot of the people I worked with in that last little 11-people version was pretty good hmm. um, as far as that goes. And then I got to prove out the mechanic thing that I was talking about. So in that regard, I was happy. But the game just wasn't there. Like, the, the, the storytelling just really wasn't. I don't mean from, like, a plot standpoint. I just mean... The way they tell the the way you run through the levels, and and the moments, the way you, you have. experience the world, yeah, it just was partly really the there. That's really what I wanted to focus on, and I, I got, I found myself like, really feeling, kind of after that whole thing went away and the precursor thing I left, and I kind of went, that's probably going to be the last time I'm ever going to get a chance to put this into. Um, into action, yeah into action and i kind of had a like a morning period for mm-hmm. myself because mm-hmm. i went into television i ended up working on thomas the train after that and in toronto and right. all that and uh and i just remember having this weird moment of like i have all these ideas i've worked really hard i did yeah. a lot of research on and spent we spent time in it just in a, in a game right. engine and like literally leveling things out in the, the Excel sheet for yeah, shit, like man. blend times yeah. and all this stuff, like milli, like mil, milliseconds. Like you're talking 0.04 yeah. blend times. Like we're playing with those. That's how kind of to try get it to feel right we were talking about. And then we were talking about how you uh, level that up to 11 playable characters with different melee and mm-hmm, firing right. weapons. And then on top of that, like do you have a, do You have a one slider for a characters really quick. So their blend yeah. times 0. 0.25. And then a character that's more lumbering is 0. 0.42. Like, you know. This you, is like
0: you guys are like deep into the soul of the game. Yeah. Like, and at that and point, that's so where I found myself yeah, going, yeah.
1: I don't even know that I care about this game, but I care about wanting to bring that experience. Yeah. yeah. Things that I feel I missed. You cared about because with Two Human, you came in late. This is a game that you were cre- strongly a part of the creation from the beginning. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I guess. In a way, yeah. I guess I could have been. Yeah, you could yeah, have could been, could have yeah. been. Um, and that's the thing, is I kind of got excited at the idea that I'd be the only animator. I'd be the head of animation. I'd be able to help change a lot of this stuff, mm-hmm. and that's what excites me. Yeah. And so I was like, oh my god, this could be really cool. Like, I could have a say in improving things that I think are not great about the game industry, both from like an internal mm-hmm. kind of, if I were the head of the animation, I'm willing to argue with anybody yeah. to not screw over my fucking animators. Because... Oh, dude. I want to protect them so they do yeah. the best work and they're not miserable like a lot of people in the games. Industry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, fuck, I know two or three people that work at, uh, well, worked at or work at, I don't know if they're still there, the Rockstar North. And that's... A, no shit. Goddamn shit show. At least it yeah. was. I don't know about now. Yeah, yeah. I know people that were at the uh, EA Vancouver. Ooh. Oh, I've got yeah. friends from there as well, yeah. Um, they work there on their sports games. Uh, you name it. I mean, like, you know... Uh, I've seen it all. What I say, you'll call it kind of a golden age, but I think you were mentioning it was, but at the same time, that was a golden age of awful OT, awful crunch times. Mm. It was a brutal time in the industry. I think I've heard it's cleaned up a bit. I think that's a decent topic I got to ask about, considering there was a huge shit show about cyberpunk and crunch time. Oh, is that a thing? Oh, yeah. So they promised at some point, they're like, hey, we're not going to do crunch time. We're going to be the first people to not do crunch time and like a month ago they're like we're doing crunch time <laughs> well it depends on how long and what the circumstances are so like Rockstar from my understanding basically had this uh like Rockstar North I don't know about the rest of them uh, had this thing where it's like you're expected to work six seven days a week 12 hour days minimum like expected right like uh, just expected right that wasn't like oh that's over to like that was no that's your standard work week. And Were they got salary normally? There. Yes. There was no OT pay. Oh. No OT pay whatsoever. Oh. And that, oh. by the way, their crunch times would be like a year. Yeah. Oh, it wow. It was insane. And sometimes three years. It'd be the whole project. I don't mind like a month or two right yeah, at that's the what end I mean. to like, clean things I, I, up. Because even not being in video games, any of my projects that I work on work out like that. Yeah. Yeah. It happens once. That's what I'm saying. A little crunch time doesn't bother me as long as someone's... If it's purely voluntary and it's just something you want to put passion into. Yeah. I mean, it goes to a potentially... Larger problem of not mm-hmm. good time, time good or management. financial. Yeah, like there's other th- management in general, but that's that can be hard to deal with. I, I'm, I'm in management now, as far as the industry goes, so I understand. Um, but you know, they, they were bad. It was a very very toxic place, and I actually considered working there at one point because you know I got laid off and I was like, oh, I'll give it a go. Yeah. And uh, and I talked to a few people that worked there, and they they drank the Kool Aid. from my from
0: my interactions with them. They, like, like what we're doing is bigger than us. And it's,
1: I would say, like I asked them, I said, I heard some really bad things. And they went, well, you know, listen, and that already right there, like that just reaction of, you know, <laughs> when you have to find words to sell it. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much what they were doing. <laughs> well, listen, uh, listen, let me to think me about the words. Try and convince you that it's not that bad. So yeah, that's exactly what, and I went, okay, Oof, uh, kind of a thing, and uh, from Let me there, show you our EA pyramid scheme. Let me. Well, and, and <laughs> it, I mean, it did feel like that. Where he did try to sell me on it. And this it, is an investment. You're investing in EA. Yeah. You could come out big with you ha- the winner. You have to buy so many of the games outright and then sell them back <laughs> to you know, and Which you get, you get pushbacks. You True. get pushbacks. The more people you sell to, sell them. You're yeah,
0: like, that's right. That's right, man. That's the way it works. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, uh, you know, so that was kind of thing. I went, oh, I'm not fucking working there. Like, I don't even, you just trying to not even, if if the answer is not. No, it's fine right away. Or, yeah, and it sucks. But honestly, we're making a great game. I'd I, even accept that. Like, yeah. just the, don't even try to bullshit me. Just just say I'm it.
0: not sure if North was at that time, but one of the Rockstar Studios was just coming off of L.A. Noir at that time. And that was notoriously. That was Team Bondi. Oh, was it? Yeah, like that, it was that was in Australia? Because that was notoriously oh, yeah. like a crunched game. So, what's great
1: is the, the, the journalist, who's a legit journalist, not a, I'm sorry, I know I'm about to get probably doxxed or something here, but <laughs> not game journalists, real journalists. He's, he's a real journalist. <laughs> Um <laughs> Rob's like, yeah, you're fucked, dude. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Nobody, um, nobody gives a shit. Uh, nobody, nobody listens to us. We
2: have like seven listeners, probably. <laughs> <laughs> I, I um, so
1: uh, uh, what was I saying there? So it was a good laugh. journalist. Real, real Australia. journalist. No, right, right, journalist. Yeah, the guy who who yeah. did the the expose for Team Bondi yes. wrote the one for SK on Kotaku. No I shit. Forget, Zach something or other. If you just look up uh what happened X-Men Destiny, what happened Kotaku? Uh, you'll see the dude's name. And it's funny because it was a whole expose that happened. Um, what went wrong with Silicon Knights, X-Men, Destiny, Kotaku? It's actually a great article. Um, Andrew McKillen. Andrew McMillan. Oh, McMillan. that's McMillan. Uh, he, he, did, yeah. he did the one for Team Bondi. He did the expose, which is funny because a lot of similarities that were going on at Team yeah. Bondi, to a lesser degree, sure. were going on at, at Silicon Knights at wow. the time. And not entirely, but, you know, similar. And uh, we we read that uh, Team Bondi expose, and we were at we we're working on Espen Destiny. We we're going, holy shit! <laughs> like just look at those guys. Oh no no no! Going,
0: yeah, this rings true. Like, just <laughs> completely. Oh, like this is us. We
1: that had an right? actual whistleblower that created a fake email account, emailed Andrew McMillan and basically I've heard it was a couple people that did Whoa, it but basically damn. it was a whistleblower that said yeah everything you just wrote it's happening at SK2 and this dude like again he's not just a game journalist he's a journalist like he yeah, yeah. whatever floats he's like an independent journalist or something Sure. Yeah. Uh, so he just does whatever he wants and he's just like actually a kind of he dug into the Team Bondi that article by the way if anyone of your listeners hasn't read it look up uh, Andrew McMillan Team Bondi X mm. Expose I don't mm. know what it would be but you should be able to find it pretty simply um, it's a wonderful article
0: To hear someone from within the industry talk about the, that sort of—I don't know—indirect relationship with the media, like those things, those things come out, and they're, they're as important to you guys in sort of you know understanding what's going on as they are to us as well. Right? Oh, as I, I yeah. mean,
1: for a lot of us, like we don't feel like we can say anything. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. because you end up—you can get black blackballed. So oh, quickly. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, true, true. And uh, I think it was the first one. I don't
0: think of that one. Mm-hmm. Try it's not secure. Be careful
1: oh okay. yeah i think i'm fine now. <laughs> um so that was a great article and you end up doing one on- i pull out i'm fine <laughs> <laughs> it, oh, it's, six, it's safe six, surfing 60 percent of the time it works every time <laughs> <laughs> I, I practice safe surfing <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. god damn it <laughs> um so it was an interesting article because we're going oh my god yes and it was great is it was funny is the the journal of the, the head of the company at team bond by he thought they were just doing a cool kind of—I don't know if he—but he was giving them all this information to make them look like an utter tool. Just a no please. So utter he's like, tool.
0: "Fuck yeah, we're working twenty-hour days. Fuck yeah, we're for our passion of work." And yeah, people yeah. were
1: quitting left, right, and center. We
0: just hire more because everybody wants to work like yeah. that kind of it thing. It was like <laughs> it was all that kind of stuff. It was
1: ridiculous. And we're reading it, going, "Yeah, yeah, yeah, right?" You know, <laughs> we were like, we had a we had a point at SK where so many people were quitting. We'd get one or two a week, and th- you'd have your little name tag at your desk, like your little uh, placard or whatever. Yeah. And it was like a printed thing. And they, at first, it was just like friend, you know, your friends, your work friends, and a lot of them were friends' friends, like you'd hang out with them. And they started making like just they would start putting them on the wall next to in their cubicles, and then it just got so many it became a tree.
3: Oh, oh no. yeah, well, it was a,
1: it was like a lot of names, and it was funny HR somebody went came to the people whose, like, the cubicles that it was, and said, yeah, you have to take that down. It's demoralizing. We're like, actually, for us, it's a way to let off steam yeah, like yeah. look at our fallen comrades yeah who've gone to valhalla now like, you know are working on games that will get released
3: and <laughs> 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 <laughs>
1: so you know for us it was a it was kind of a up, like, dark uplifting bittersweet thing and, and they're like yeah take it down and that's when more people quit and i'll never forget this story was we were working on the ritualist or the box and we were doing the it was like a like a uh, bioware shock no 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 uh, not bioshock no no um, no system shock no uh the space one goddamn shepherd um mass, mass effect? effect mass effect oh mass okay effect. sorry so you know they have the the, the dialogue uh, uh tree yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah i don't think we were working on that basically it was oh. based on how evil you were and your decisions oh okay it's one of those sorts of things and and uh, so I was at the time I was doing the really boring work of cleaning up the mocap mm-hmm. for the dialogue and, mm-hmm. and kind of helping some dial in the fake the the, the auto lip sync and, yeah. and and emotion stuff and I hated it. It was awful. What was funny was I'm sure you hated it less than the ones who made Andromeda. Oh
0: God, Andromeda oh, was uh, famous for really terrible. So I was like, mo-cap. I think I met
1: the the show, and I was like, Oh, I'm like, sorry, I'm not that much of a nerd. <laughs> 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 Uh, so anyway, and I just really wasn't a fan uh, of doing it. But, you know, it's part of your job and you, you do the best you can. And it was funny. It was one of the guys who was really brilliant, Simon Warwick. Uh, I think he runs like a CG school or something online. No, mm. he's a really brilliant guy. And uh, he was the only one that understood how that system worked and integrated into mm. the like the engine and stuff. And the programmer that was helping us, she was one of the few people that knew how to program it. And I knew this and I knew they were both quitting because they're awesome and let yeah. us know ahead. Kind of like to just like, just by the way, if you need anything from me, get it now because I'm gone. Mm. And you know, so like normally they told you, quit. you before they told the company. Yeah. And the thing about it is, normally you give your two weeks notice and you spend two weeks yeah. finishing out your projects. Mm. Yeah. No, they would walk you over the box within five minutes. They wouldn't even let you go. No back shit. shit. Wow. Oh, yeah. They were not. They, it was very much a you're for us or against us. That was, that's what was really ruining that's not it's the the
0: worst yeah. professional environment, man. Oh, no.
2: It was yeah, yeah. He not came, professional. He, yeah. he had
1: a meeting. He's like, a bunch of you were asking for. Um, we call it like your boss, uh, like a, like a reference. Yeah. A lot of you are asking your team leads for references. You know, not only does that work that works against you. It's not good for you to have a reference. If you're quitting, like very closing, uh, uh circling the, the wagons it was a bad meeting. We That's were crazy. that killed morale Destroyed. like we went out because people are asking for character
0: references. Like,
1: yeah, <laughs> like for their, from their boss, they were tired <laughs> of what was going on. They were going to, they asked their immediate boss and they go, yeah, of course. And basically, SK end up instituting that if you're a supervisor, a lead, or something, you are not to give. Um, um, that's wild. Yeah, you're not to give
0: a, a reference.
1: Sta- to be fair, that's pretty standard. No, not my, not in,
0: the, in my industry. I, I a, often give references for people who I've actually fired myself. <laughs>
3: like
0: well that's for, a little surprising because yeah, yeah. i wouldn't yeah well no for, for sometimes reasons outside of their control okay fair enough yeah but like honestly it's it's what why why wouldn't you at least offer a character reference like even if you can't say anything about the employment or whatever so you can still give a character reference
1: yeah no that, i mean yeah. that's fair enough but anyway they were saying that and it's like not only is it not good for them it's not good for you it's not good for anybody references are outdated and he, they gave this whole talk and i was gross. like, gross yeah it, it was yeah. i was like oh I see where it okay. Cool. <laughs> like now, I know where we're at. This is the <laughs> I know what kind of people we are now. Wow. Yeah, and, and so that wow. was like a whole thing. And damn, uh, yeah, it was a weird, weird place hmm. to, to work. And like I said, I wouldn't give it up for like for yeah. five and a half years. I Wouldn't give it up. It taught me more about politics and the business and and how to not to behave. And yeah, how to behave and, mm. and all these things that. You know, and I had some good people I worked with that taught me a lot. I mean, like I was saying, I was talking to game designers and programmers Mm. and what I learned from them that you just don't get in art school is procedural thinking. Yes. You know, that to me has changed my career. And I'm like, you know, aside from just being reliable and just doing the work you say you're going to do, aside from that, which if anyone wants to get into any of these industries, really any job, but a career job. Be the one that's reliable, dependable, yep. always put in the work. I'm not saying you always have to have passion for your job because Lord knows I don't some days. But you know, on
0: those days, you still got to be there, show up, and do your best. It's always been my motto, man. You become the one who's indisposable, and yep. they won't dispose of you.
1: And that so that's what ended up happening is they were quitting, so they're walking people out with their desk, and I made the choice. I'm going. I'm. He's the only one that knows this. If I, if we're gonna have to relearn how to do this talking. Wow. Like an auto lip syncy face oh stuff. Oh my god. And he was about to leave, so I went, uh, Simon, uh, uh, can you please teach him? Pat <laughs> in hand, just, please, sir, may I have some more? <laughs> and on the down low, I basically have him sit with me. I'm writing down notes. Like, I ended up making a whole doc. Like old Doc on how to do
2: that, thinking the, Fuck, <laughs> I, if I leave or if I get fired or the you, raft Bible that you can hold on to while you're like, <laughs> just sinking. swimming and that. But I've got my lip sync. <laughs>
1: uh, so he's <laughs> <laughs> rocking in a corner. And just, <laughs> thank God. Um, so he ended up showing me how to do that, and thank God because we'd have been fucked at least fucked for about a month, minimum. But like right. when you're in the depths of building a game. You, you that month matters right yeah, yeah. And you know you, that means you're not spending qualitative time over here you're just spending right. rebuilding time over here yep. so he was awesome tell this ahead of time they what was interesting is he quit and he was uh, married um um to an animator um very she was she went to my school as well Susan she was a very wonderful person they both are um my understanding I don't know the details but basically he quit they walked him out. They called her into like HR and basically said, "Are you planning?" Because they were married. Yeah. And he was like leaving, leaving, like leaving town. So I think, I think they kind of just went, "Why well, are you going?" And she's kind of put on the spot, like,
0: uh, "That's so not she, legal."
1: <laughs> I know. I don't know. Like again, I don't know. Maybe she volunteered the information. I don't know what the details are. Yeah. I wasn't in those discussions. Um. Uh, but it definitely smacked up and they walked him out with a box basically and both and of them right there both of them on the day when they quit so wow. i'm lucky that ahead of the 2 weeks he was mm-hmm. like hey cuz you know he's a good guy and he yeah. cared about the team and again that's a good lesson for me he'd been in the industry a few years longer than me and was a he was, started as an animator and became like a technical animator mm. and he's a really oh. brilliant guy mm. like he can program and mm. do all this other stuff and uh, he actually worked on uh, Arkham City I believe oh nice uh, Rocksteady nice. um, yeah yeah and, and the she, crown ended up jewel. Work, she ended up working <laughs> yeah. on was it the Wii game uh, it was a black and white really bloody gory um oh we know X we we know it was Wii we you it was a uh, kill killsman the guy. Very cartoony. It's like Sin City meets... Yeah. I, I remember the game. Yeah, yeah I anyway, she ended up working called, on yeah. that. Like, you know, they've been around. Anyway, so I was lucky enough that they told it And to me, that was like... That was professionalism right there, despite it all. Um, yeah, there it is. Mad World. Mad, Mad, Mad World. Mad World. Mad World. World. Yeah, yeah, that's it. It oh, yeah. so yeah. a good game. Chainsaw. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, she worked on that. And, uh, you know, and you want to talk about market professionalism. Like, he came to us saying, hey, I'm quitting. I have a lot of information you should probably know. And told people. He could have mm. said... Fuck USK and yeah, force yeah. people to, you know, be a month late. But he did yeah. He was awesome. So, again, that's a great lesson in a very positive way. I had other good leads. Hmm. Um, uh, one of the guys ended up, uh, Clove Roy, I think it was, it was my first lead in the industry. He ended up, uh, I don't know, animation director, head of animation. Somewhere at West, it was Bioware or one of those places. Hmm. I don't remember. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, he, he's great to learn from. And, like, we had a bunch of people, great people to work with. Um, a lot of them are at, uh, all over the games industry now. Yeah, all- A lot of them at uh, Ubisoft Toronto. Uh, Have you worked on Starlink? Was oh, Starlink, Battle uh, for Atlas. Uh, that one? I don't know. No. It, was the, it was the Fox, what was it? Probably. Yeah, 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 Star, yeah. Fox. Star, yeah, Star yeah, Fox. Yeah, Star Fox. Yeah. Uh, and they worked on you know, all the Assassin's Creed stuff they work on with yeah. Montreal and all that kind of stuff. So you know it, it's seen how the people I started out in the industry with ended up, just expanding outwards, sort of seeing all the stuff they've worked on. And I've got, like I said, I'm in the animation industry for television. And so it's the same thing now. I watch satellite TV or go on YouTube. I'm like, yep, worked on that. Yep, worked on that. Oh I know friends. It becomes That's this whole awesome. thing. And you know all the fucked up stories behind it. And like what people don't know is I'm working on a crazy, like a, a really young kid show, and I'm like a borderline alcoholic. I'm like this most cynical, grumpy. <laughs> borderline (laughs) alcoholic and it's like you know I'm giving parts of my soul away just to like entertain and you're just like ugh these like long hours off
0: mic you have to tell me because I have a two year old at home and she watches a lot of cartoons I gotta know if Uh, Pickwick back. What's
1: Pickwick Pack. I've worked on Pickwick Pack, Paw Patrol, Thomas the Train, Bubble Guppies, Woo. Uh, you know, and more and more. Those are some heavy hitters, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Like, you know, sort of thing. So uh, Pickwick Pack's the latest one. It just came out. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, that's for two to five-year-olds. So. Yeah, yeah. It's on yeah. Treehouse. It actually just came out oh, yeah. two days ago. Oh, we'll
0: be watching it then. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. that's.
1: Wait, you just went live? <laughs> Uh, so it went Disney Junior in November and then uh, Treehouse in Canada oh. on Boxing Day. Um, but anyway, uh, uh, so yeah, so there's a lot of pain and passion and blood and fucking misery. It goes behind these things, not just the kids' stuff, but Man, That's how games. I
0: always imagine children's shows being made, by the oh, way.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Hi, today we're going to learn a valuable lesson. There's just a guy behind it going, like, mark. I the need amount, a drink. The <laughs> amount of drinking in the video game industry is insane. <laughs> like, just... Like, we'd be working when we were trying to finish X-Men Destiny. We knew. Like, we knew yeah. what it was. We're not stupid. It's not like we wanted it to be that way. And that's what I should say. If anybody that's ever... Shit on a bad video game—you have every right to. Sure, that's just you're paying for entertainment. If you paid for it, you at least have the right—if it's bad—to just be like, mm. Ugh, "I wasted my, I, I worked three hours at a job I don't like to pay for this game." You know, <laughs> yeah. you have every right to fucking every right, um, every right to do that. Uh, but at the same time, it's incredibly hard just to get a video game made. Like mm-hmm. I can't stress this: just to get one.
2: The, even the concept through the door, yeah.
1: Just, the, just all that stuff, just to get it yeah. through the door is actually incredibly hard to get a decent game through the door. Mm-hmm. Even harder to get a good, just a good game. Really hard, yeah. And to get these games that become legends, you know, your yeah. your you're, you're, God of War, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, God of War. Just these games that are ever playable and never you know, they're always stay in the zeitgeist. Chrono right. Trigger, yeah, like all the, oh god, wonderful game. Um, for to get these games, that's like a small miracle. Like, that is genuinely lightning in a (laughs) bottle.
0: Or for, like, Chrono Trigger, you get, like, literally the godfathers of Japanese (laughs) art all together. That's what it takes. And it happens every
1: once in a while. The crazy thing about that is sometimes it just becomes magic for the moment. And sometimes those people were the magic, and they can go out and kind of help create that. Like, you know, you get your uh, Spielbergs, I guess you could say, who just somehow be able to constantly Mm. find the right people Mm. and create that lightning in a bottle. Um, and, and sometimes you just oh need that weird confluence. God, I'm fucking forgetting the guy who does Disney now. Who's a pony Favro? Favreau. No, Favreau, Favreau. Favreau. Yeah. I mean, he everything is. he touches is gold yeah. now, but you know what it is, you know what he is? One, he's about collecting the right people and two story, 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 character story. Yeah, That's yep. everything is about that. Now, obviously all the extra world building sure. and all the, you know, all that extra stuff. That's great. But it's because why did, why was Iron Man one such a success and launched the MCU? He didn't try to create a superhero story. He created a character movie, yeah. which is what Jon Favreau does best. Yep. Yeah. And Hands that's why hand. it was ex- became the MCU was because character, character, story, character. Yeah. And that's what Favreau does best. And if you look at all his movies, for the most part, they always have. They may not always be the great movie or the best show or whatever it is. I'm looking at you, Lion King. it's <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah, um, a good. Look at that. Favreau loves them. You're talking about the live action one. Or? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean. Well, it's not live action, first of all. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. animated. <laughs> um, which is a whole other thing. But, uh, you know, that's what he does. And, and you know, it's funny because the minute I heard John Favreau was doing the first Iron Man, I was like, okay, that could be interesting. And then obviously Robert Downey I was like, okay, this is good. Like that's a great pairing, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and I was one of those. Oh, few. look, an alcoholic playing an alcoholic. <laughs> yeah, I know. And I'll say this: I remember at the time, people just like uh, uh, Heath Ledger and all that stuff. People were like, "Oh fuck," you know. People were not a fan, like until the first trailer dropped. Yeah. and And everyone I was like, "This is gonna be an amazing movie." I saw oh, yeah. that first trailer. I already knew it was probably gonna be pretty good. I saw that first, just because John Favreau. Because mm-hmm. I I went to film school, so you know yeah, I yeah. can I, I know his movies, and I generally have a good decent sense of storytelling and and writing and all that stuff. And so we're going. This is gonna be good. That's good. This is just gonna be a wonderful. And then
0: Jeff Bridges, and you're like, <laughs> "Yo, dude, yeah, that, that's when I was on board. Yeah, yeah when and I saw like, Jeff Bridges, I'm like, like, well, hell yeah, man! I don't yeah. know who the hell he's gonna play, but I'm in.' Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so.
1: And so that's what. So you know, you get into the the Mandalorian, and and you know, it just becomes this wonderful thing. Why? Because you know, it's got this kind of cheapest serial quality to it, which yep. I, I I I understand. Yep. First, when I watched it, I was like. I don't know, the editing's a little stilty, it's a little mm. cumbersome. <laughs> like, there's certain things that I just remember going, huh? And then realizing it's on purpose, because that's what the original yes. Star Wars, they were like pulp
2: serial. Yeah, things. They're, um, yeah, they're uh, Flash Gordon's. Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. So
1: And that's what he was calling back to, and that's why it does feel somehow original, is because it's not this overly polished gem, but it, the characters and the stories are so simple and well told. See, and I I can't... I cannot watch Mandalorian, at least season two, and not think... Uh, it feels more Dave Filoni, at least season two, yeah. than Favreau. It is, but he that's him. He's Remember, he's just a general. Yeah. He's just making sure the overall vibe is there and the overall... Yeah, Kind of constant.
0: Well, the pulpiness actually came full circle in episode six when Robert Rodriguez directed. And uh, Did you watch The Making of yet? No, no. Oh, they have Making Up for so Season Two. In, 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 in The Making Oregon? of, they, they, they have a season, it's season one two long region? episode yeah. Oh, really? So, oh. and, and when, they, when they get into it, they talk to Robert Rodriguez, and he's like, Yeah, he's like, The whole fight scene with Boba Fett just ripping through those stormtroopers, he's like, I actually made that with like a video camera in my backyard because I didn't yeah. have access to all my equipment at that point because yeah. of COVID or whatever. And uh, so they like showed previs, the video. They show the video, and it's him and his kids in the backyard, like, with them and action figures and he's splicing it all yeah. it was so good well what's even
1: it. interesting Robert Rodriguez obviously does his own writing yeah and, and he like he's like I think it is like one page equals one minute of film that's yeah. typically roughly on the average but mm-hmm. because the way he writes it's it's more like if he writes 17 pages because it's like a lot of action beats yeah. and stuff it's, yep. he's like that means 13 minutes of screen time what do I do with the rest and he's like what do you want to do? He's like, oh, I'd love to make the fighting more. He goes, that's why we brought you on. We want you to Robert Rodriguez the shit out of it. It's
0: literally what he
1: said. Yeah, this episode. Like, yeah. what you just said. I watched li- the interview. Yeah, he was brilliant. And I was like, yep, that's Robert Rodriguez. I love. Yeah, you know? so funny. And man. that's the, yeah. he's a proper tour. He's the yeah. guy that he did all those Spy Kids movies. They're silly garbage, but you know what? Kids love them. Yeah. And yeah. He, yeah, he, yeah, his yeah. whole thing was, you know what? I make adults violent
2: mm-hmm. movies, and I yeah. want to Planet Terror stuff like that.
0: Yeah, I want to. I want to. And he was also a massive else. Star Wars fan, so for him it was definitely like, you know, dream come true to direct Boba yeah. Fett and, in a and, fucking episode yeah, of Star Wars. Yeah, I was about to say, not yeah. only, like, the new Mandalorian,
1: which is pretty badass yeah, yeah. and then with oh, like not og boba fett because that dude's yeah, dead yeah. unfortunately which i just showed somebody the original actor with the dad mustache <laughs> yeah. and they're like what and i'm like oh i didn't know what the I'm original like, yeah. porn stash yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah all that stuff so i was like they're like and they're a hardcore star wars fan yeah, yeah. and they're like i didn't know that and yeah, I, was yeah. Like, I remember looking at the old like was scry the old card uh um books like back in the day where oh god where we collect like cards like Trading cards or whatever, oh, yeah. game yeah. cards, and like they would have the value of the cards and all that stuff. It was like it was like Wizard for cards, basically. Mm. And and I remember seeing like a back behind the scenes. I remember seeing that photo in it. Maybe it was Wizard actually. Now that I think about it, but anyway, um, just to date myself, yes, I'm that old for anybody listening. <laughs> I, just, I have a fuck ton of Wizards, and that's why I used to manually go to places. Uh, remember that like a year ago. Um, <laughs> uh, but anyway, uh, you know, I remember seeing that picture and going what and then of course like my old thing I had an ex who was diehard bubble Fett fan and like that was constantly a sore subject because I'm like Boba Fett's a fucking pussy like,
3: <laughs> he gets
1: knocked into a sarlacc pit by a blind idiot you know with a staff with handcuffs on and, and then the, the, the continued lore is that he gets knocked twice yeah he gets out but come on yeah. that's like
2: I think it's a total of three times Rob was it three th- Oh fuck oh. I don't remember man
1: oh. <laughs> even uh, rob's like he's too pathetic for but me. anyway so you get no, all I'm that stuff off. yeah you get so, all that stuff and you get robert rodriguez coming in yeah. which i'm gonna say was off of i can't remember if it was off, directly off of or off of two the worst episode was the ahsoka episode um i know oh I, I, I know i'm probably saying something. why uh, are you looking
0: at alex well, he, you and I, the, he and i went toe-to-toe on this oh, one you did? Okay. Oh, I wasn't See, here's also, what okay.
2: i'll
1: say is there was cool elements when she first starts with her double blades. And the, the, it was yeah. almost cool, but it could have been done way better. Um, I actually love the actress. She's wonderful. Rosario Dawson. She's yeah. wonderful. Um, I understand why they picked her. I just don't think she was great for the role from a physical standpoint. Um, I don't know. how. I, I, I think it was mostly her, the right. I feel like it was more writing than her. Uh, yeah. But then they they lead up to this whole she's got a um, best Spear, yeah, yeah, and this whole fight sequence, and Ahsoka's like I didn't really watch. I kind of watched mm. a little bit of the Clone Wars. Like yep. the, I'm not a fan of those shows. To be honest, like the the, the mm. 3D stuff, the uh, animated ones, yeah, not Genndy Tartakovsky, all fucking day. Like the Clone Wars, the original Genji, yeah. Clone Wars, those are brilliant. um The 3D ones, like I know there's some solid writing and there's some decent animation in it, but like my writing animator brain could not turn off. Rob like, gave me a list of listen here's the good episode. Yeah, and that's, <laughs> and that's yeah, what I watch. Yeah. You get your, <laughs> yeah. you get your uh, what's it called? The Stormtrooper, the, the, uh, stri- the Strike Troopers? What the fuck are they called?
2: Uh, the, the Commandos? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: Like you, but but like there was a 3D version of that where they're pretty badass. Yeah, yeah. Like there were moments, for sure, mm-hmm. that were great, but it just didn't strike me. And I know that, if I'm not mistaken, she kind of came off the back of that series. Or yeah, like she was invented Cole? during Yeah, that. yeah, yeah that's she, what I mean. Yeah, yeah That was, was their Harley Quinn, basically. Yeah, yeah. and brought and,
2: her in, and then they also have her in uh, Rebels. Yeah, yeah,
1: and which I saw the premiere of Rebels in. Oh, no. I,
2: yeah I, I oh wow so disappointing. you probably were in the same room as me then because i was oh, a was the...
1: tiff or whatever yeah
2: yeah yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah
1: nice. my ex my ex she, uh, she got tickets <laughs> for like the launch because they were helping promote she's in marketing and uh she ended she, up she's a diehard star wars fan and uh she, she she's like coming along and we both walked out of there going oh god what was that no like <laughs> said, i should say i heard it got better it, but the first it episode did. yeah was yeah, yeah awful
2: I, I actually I didn't hit it much either, but I had been so starved from Star Wars at that point. So <laughs> Fair I, enough. Yeah. I'll take whatever, whatever drip <laughs> well, yeah, off yeah. I'll file. The, I will accept. That, that was the joke I made with a bunch of friends because like I'm obviously a huge Star Wars fan. Um, no shit, right? With the fucking sweater on. Uh, but wait, hold on, th- Simpsons reference.
1: Nerd. <laughs> Pretty
2: much. But the whole thing was that for for genuine Star Wars fans for a long time that there was no material being made. Yeah, yeah. and so like all of a sudden we went from drought to like a deluge of a a bukkake (laughs) of Star Wars, (laughs) a a diarrhea
0: of Star Wars. That's probably a lot more accurate. I love the Uh, reference to the bukkake of animated Star Wars series. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, uh,
2: but but yeah, no. yes <laughs> yeah so I,
1: I anyway i know she came off the back of that and i know she became she is a cool character like you know all that stuff but you know they lead up to this whole thing where Mando's basically playing second fiddle which is fine that's that's great like yeah, i have yeah. no problem with that then the end fight sequence like it was so fucking lame it's such bad choreography and editing. Uh, like, again, I'm sure you're, you're going, why would you bring your brother on this podcast? He's such a dick. But, but <laughs> no, like, I, I agree. No, yeah. Yeah. A, I think I... shit on here all the time. Oh, okay. Okay. I argued <laughs> with Alex on this one. Yeah, I, I thought it was the worst episode by a huge margin. And then all of a sudden, you like an episode or two later, it's Robert Rodriguez's Boba Fett's back in full fucking... And I'm like... Oh, dude, yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> you
0: know? It's yeah. Like, you, you can't really do better than that. Yeah, and yeah, one of the yeah, things but,
1: they did really well on that aside from just it being a cool episode was the physical impacts of the stormtroopers whenever the rocks are hitting them like oh
2: oh just yeah. busted pieces oh so, so good yeah. and it's so robert it, rodriguez it was it was really so fucking satisfying yeah. it
0: was oh. so satisfying
1: and that's why i remember <laughs> oh thinking God. i'm like you know why this feels so good yeah of course it's a great episode and well edited and all stuff good fights and all stuff but it was that that yeah. impact made you feel like Oh, this ain't a kid show, dude. That
0: that whole yeah. that whole scene, I remember at, at the end of that episode, episode six. I was just like, "What the fuck did I just watch?" Like, yeah. and I had to go back and watch it again immediately. Yeah. I'm like, "I have to absorb it." So yeah. it was it was like that. So going from that Ahsoka <laughs> episode to that is just
1: like one of the stronger episodes, or sorry, one of the weaker episodes. The stronger episode, and then they get to the Bill Burr episode where Ooh. you're just like, "What is the joke on saw <laughs> Bill Burr's character, I forget his name, but. Um, Mayfeld, yeah. Yeah, Mayfeld, he's got more character development than Ray
0: did in the three movies. It's
1: true. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. And the thing is, Bill Burr's not even really a good actor, but he's just so genuine
0: of a person. Yeah. But he was yeah. he was acting like the conscience of Dinjarin in that, which is so cool. Yeah. Because Dinjarin's not gonna say the things that he's kind of working through in his mind, yeah. but but he, he's he's yeah. the sounding board for right. Din Djarin, which I thought was fucking brilliant. Yeah, it really was. And then they was. even they even gave obviously uh Pedro Pascal the chance to like actually act in that episode too, right? Because he got to do some of the facial expressions. See, that actually
1: bothered me. Yeah. That that actually bothered me. Because no shit. I, I wished he hadn't taken off his helmet. Because oh, gotcha. they only take it off the one time before the final reveal at yeah. the end. You yeah, could have yeah. said that. Actually, I should say, what I really wanted them to do was to then get caught in like a battle, like some sort of laser, mm. like, oh shit, we're in the middle of the Alamo, oh god. And he takes off his helmet and puts it on Baby Yoda to protect him because it's Beskar. Oh. Oh, and yeah. then, like that's the way he has to, his. Oh, that's, his,
2: actually, that's it. Could have been a story beat. Cool yeah. Yeah, it could, yeah, have, it been could have been a cool yeah. thing, and, yeah. and
1: and you know, but what's <laughs> funny was the minute I saw the X-wing show up on my, that's Luke. Yeah. It's I was watching <laughs> with a diehard Luke, and, and she'd already seen it, and I was like, "That's Luke," and yeah. she's like, "What?" And I went he's got one hand glove. <laughs> yeah. And I the know. way he fights, and like, the, oh yeah, yeah. You didn't. Yeah. Even see, you couldn't even see the 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 lightsaber quite yet but it was green it was, it was the next wing it was one hanging glove and they're like trying to hide it strategically yeah. so when you know editing you're yeah. like
2: yeah, why, like, why are you concealing this? Yeah, yeah, if it was any other character, you wouldn't conceal
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: it. Yeah. You know? And you mentioned the way he fights, too. It struck me also as distinctly Luke Skywalker. Yeah, the way and he fights. I'm fought. not sure why. But it was it his physicality. I Probably. thought it was
2: a bit aggressive yeah. for Luke Skywalker. Well, sure, it's, like, but it's Luke Skywalker. It's the same style as Anakin, right? It's like an inherited style oh, okay. of that he uses. Okay, yeah. Yeah. Well, that's but, why he also has Force Crush at the end. Oh, the I guy, was about to say, because
1: that's a little bit of his dark side, his controlled dark side, yeah. Force Crush coming out. and But anyway... So what makes it distinctly, being that I'm an animator mm-hmm. and that's what I do, is study physicality. It's that he has a confident walk, and he's basically just one-handed, yeah. which became Luke's sort of style. Is mm-hmm. he started off doing more two-handed, more yeah, like yeah. a thing, and as you see. Later on, he becomes more of a one-handed fighter. And he does go the other back and case of force hand. Yeah, yeah he yeah, ends yeah. up kind of yeah. slowly evolving into that. And so that's what makes it that distinct um, sort of thing. And, and the fact that he's not afraid of his dark side, he's kind of defeated that. So he's got the yeah. dark uh, tunic or the dark mm-hmm. uh, robe outfit, all yeah. that stuff. And so I was like, yep, that's Luke." like literally three seconds. She went, how'd you know that? Have you watched this? I'm like, no, it's, it's pretty obvious. It. As soon as I saw that, like I was, is it Luke? Is it Luke? And then I saw the glove went, and yeah. it's Luke.
0: Yeah. But anyway, yeah. So it's so now they can disavow the sequel trilogy, and we'll just follow along with this other stuff that started now. And yeah, I, I've seen memes of like this is a separate timeline now, and people are like branching it off. I'm okay stuff. with that. But yeah, I wait. think
2: I don't think anyone's gonna be like, I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> anyone, anyone with any. What's like... funny is that
1: almost now, because of how good it is, people are like, not, let's let That's the main timeline. We've we've se- we've yeah. separated off, yeah. and let's just pretend. Who's Ray? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Ray.
0: Who honestly, I can give a shit if they were just like, yeah. I mean, you could take that as the timeline if you want, or it's Legends, whatever you want, and we're gonna do. This other thing now and try again. I'd be fine with that. I'd be totally
1: good. If they, I would love it if they came out and were like, "Listen, we're sorry." Just a big whiteboard with the three movies. I mean, swipe right across. Kind of did do that. In his own right. Like, he didn't knock it all out, but he went, no, no, no. I mean, some of the, from my understanding, I'm not going into it with all my friends. They're like, no, like, some of this stuff does not follow the actual canon or the thing. Like, there are certain things, my understanding, that kind of make its own canon or its own sort of thing for the story's sake. Mm. And this goes back to something I've talked to my brother about and a lot of people. Um, A lot of the problem with a lot of fandoms are the fans. Oh, totally crazy yeah. thing to say no i know no but like i've always <laughs> said the worst part about the video game industry despite you know your blizzards and activisions and all the, 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 the <laughs> all them um and all that stuff the fans yeah. are, are one of the major problems and i'm not saying because fans are what make the industry don't get me wrong but they you know I'll always use um oh my god we just shepherd mass
3: effect,
0: mass effect. Mass
1: effect. I'll never forget that because Mass Effect 1 came out hugely successful yep. massively successful people love it mm. second one comes out and they tried and this was the age I should say of sequels I don't know if you guys remember this was, everyone was complaining sequels no one's yeah. creating anything new it's all sequels yeah, yeah well one it's a money industry so yeah, yeah. it's a winning <laughs> yeah. formula you're gonna milk that cow But two, um, I almost said horse. You're going to melt that horse. (laughs) I'm just thinking uh, milk the cow to electric boogaloo. (laughs) (laughs) Milking the horse. That's a whole other thing. Um, (laughs) Slightly slightly different. But, uh, you know, this is a big thing. A lot of the fans are crying... Get new original ideas, experiment, have some fun, and so what does uh, Mass Effect do on the second one? They changed some of the game design, add a whole space thing or whatever. Like they kind of added new mm. mechanics, if mm. I'm not mistaken. Yeah, like cover mechanics and stuff yeah, like that. But yeah. no, it was more yeah. like they had the fight. No, they made it. They made the combat. They made they took it less from being like an RPG yeah. and made it more of action, action RPG. Was, right? yeah. yeah, they made combat a bit more punchy, quicker. Yeah. Um, they more folk first person or third for- person? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Or what was it? The Star Wars game or uh, uh, the really cool one? Star, the Fallen Order, Jedi no. Academy? No, it was before all that. Unleashed, Force Unleashed? No, before that. <laughs> Stormfront? No,
2: no, it would Battlefront. 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 That's it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. it's Battlefront.
1: Uh, they, they, my understanding from when I watched the playthrough is a little more Battlefronty, um, in the sense that you're more in the action. Ah, uh, no, no, no. Nah. Okay, I would well- not compare it to Battlefront. Fair enough. That's years fine. Of, years
2: of War would be a better
1: Okay. Well, fair enough. Yeah. Whatever it is, it they changed it a bit. Yeah. They added chain things, they took things away. Mass Effect
0: 2 is still one of my favorite games of all time. Yeah. Too. I love Mass Effect
1: 2. But that Effect was a 2. really I don't know if you guys remember, that was a controversial like people oh, were yeah. up in arms yeah, yeah. over it. Because they're it's like, true. why'd you ruin our game? And yeah, I'm yeah. and I'm going, all right. And then obviously Mass Three Mass Effect and Three comes out and that's that's a whole other thing. But my understanding is they changed more of the gameplay. Again, a little bit to try to... No, Mass, the only thing that pissed people off with Mass the Effect ending. 3 yeah, was yeah. the ending. That was it.
0: Okay, I thought they changed the design a bit again, too. Mass Effect 2, they just distracted yeah. them. They're like, things have changed, but Miranda boobies, here you go. <laughs> 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 oh, what? <laughs> yeah. Well,
1: but I. what I remember of that, and there was several other games at the time, they would change a little bit and try to experiment a bit, try to change it up, add some stuff, and they're like, what are you doing? Don't make... Too many sequels, but what do you you know, experiment more, make something new, but what are you doing to my beloved favorite <laughs> same? I want you to make the same thing but twice. And I remember sitting here game after game, Gears of War went through the same yeah, thing. And you're yeah. like, you just released the same fucking thing. Yeah. It's like, yeah, because it's awesome. You know, like <laughs> understandable, but you know, and this was going on a lot, and I just remember thinking what do they want? Like this is, and, and the thing is, it's the mass of game players are not all the same. They're all individual people with mm. individual desires. So the problem is, it's trying to placate to them or anybody. This is true of movies. You can't. Of game, you can't. You have to make something you believe in. And and this is what everyone says. You have to make something you believe in because else you're fucked. Yeah. And this is what Dave Farrow does well. The way I always think of it is you're not a unique creature as much as you think you are. If yeah. you like it, there's a good chance there's a shit ton of other people yeah. that will. The Fan Hydra the (laughs) fan so and I remember that and I remember just distinctly of course you have your Activision Blizzard or Mm, whoever mm, else I forget who they are now Um, the really shitty ones are anyway Um, (laughs) as far as like how they treat fans and their you know all that stuff but I just remember distinctly having this feeling of what 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 are you doing Mm. like you're you're shooting yourself in the foot Mm. you know people are just People just want to complain online about everything. Oh, and it's like, all
0: amplified now. I'm yeah, like. and, and yeah.
1: especially now. But even then, yeah. it was still quite loud. And I'm like, I get it. If the game sucks, you're allowed to say that. But at the same token, under like, understand, it's hard to do this. It's yeah. like really, really hard. And so you need, like, if things didn't work out, that's part of purchasing a game. If you don't know for a fact that's going to be good, that's. Kind of the thrill of a good and bad that's game. kind of yeah. what's I think exactly. that's kind of what's going on with Cyberpunk. Yeah,
0: coming full circle with Cyberpunk, yeah. Yeah, because
1: yeah. I, I to add on to this, I just watched the girlfriend reviews. Mm-hmm.
2: Review. Oh, I want to watch that you were fantastic.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah. Uh basically I think it's the first time I saw someone in media who had a video like, listen, I have a I have a controversial opinion. I like it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and he's like, I know here i got stakes for you here's my heart <laughs> just i what? gotta say it because i gotta be honest
0: i played it on ps4 i'm still playing it on ps4 it was buggy on day one but it wasn't more or less buggy than a bethesda game so why did they get a pass and why didn't this you know it just it doesn't make sense to me why why i, I think maybe it's because the length of time yeah. but the people who returned it have not yet seen the scope of the game the game is on it is Unbelievably fucking massive. I, I'm telling you, even yeah. compared to something like Witcher 3, which mm-hmm. in my mind is kind of the biggest sweeping epic out there right now, it's fucking nuts. Dude, I, I like the other day. I finally made it into an area where I've never been before. I swear to God, I drove in one direction for like ten minutes. Like <laughs> I, just, I don't even know where the fuck. Can't I'm even going. do that in this city, <laughs> dude. That's <yeah. laughs> your story. But uh, yeah, anyway, it just, it blows my mind. So no, I, I I concur, man. Like I I think the game is really good. It's getting better by the day. The more patches come out, I think even people on PS4 were just. It's
1: a, fine. I don't know why, but people it it felt like people wanted to hate it from the beginning. Yeah. And yeah, there's like a bit of a fire there that stoked it yeah. of these glitches, and they felt like they were sold something shitty. But there's also so many other games that listen. Just wait a week.
0: <laughs> yeah. Man, well, we did sometimes. a bit on this. Remember, we did a bit on this where I took all of the the pre reviews of Cyberpunk before it actually came out. Oh right. We did a whole forty minute bit on this, and right. we just went through all the nasty comments. So many people, people writing about before it. the game was even released. Yeah. yeah. They had and a one bunch guy's reviews. like, prediction: this game is gonna suck. Or there's going to be some good parts, or it's the greatest game of all time. And I was like, what
1: the fuck does that mean? So what you said is, it
0: will be a thing. It will be a game.
1: Oh, God. So this is kind of like gets my blood going, because the minute you start seeing just such vitriolic, or even just like overly embellished, like this is just one of the best games. Like, this is a good game, but relax. You know, like it's, it's it's amazing how much of people's identity they put into this stuff, where I'm like, Enjoy it, please do. That's why yeah, we're yeah. here. We want to entertain. We want to yeah, give yeah. you moments of joy and experience. Right. that's literally what it's about. But the problem is, of what you're, if you're experiencing more outside the game, mm. either emotionally or, you know, like yeah. if you're yeah, actually experiencing video. more <laughs> listening to it on a podcast, or than you are getting from the game itself, <laughs> there's something wrong there. Like yeah. the whole point is the entertainment you're supposed to feel when you're in it.
0: Yeah, you're not. You're not more or less a person because this game is good or sucks. Yeah, it doesn't make any difference actually.
1: <laughs> and, and what's funny about that is I always feel like I'm, like when I was in the games industry, I didn't feel like I was part of it. I always felt like an outsider. Mm. And even to this day in, in the kids, like in television, mostly kids shows that I do, but generally in television, I still feel like an outsider. Because I still come at it almost like a video game person mm. in that procedural sensibility. I'm always thinking workflow process, not because that's what matters. The, the idea matters, but how you do the workflow, how you do the process, is actually largely how the thing comes out well. If you focus on how to get it out the door properly, yeah. that means you're less QC issues, less road bumps. And so this is the one thing that I learned from video games was, <laughs> good and bad. Um, when you see when you know the process, when you can, when you're willing to fight to get that workflow in that process, not just always worried about perfect creativity or whatever, that can change the quality of the game. You might have one less feature that you wanted, but it's a tighter feature. Or yes, it's yes. a tighter game experience. Yeah. Now this also comes off the back that players expect more and bigger constantly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You think know, that, and I don't just mean graphics. I mean just I think the world is slightly changing with indie games people God, I hope have been so. I think people are starting to realize games like Hades. You can have one, two, three core mechanics. That's yep. it. Yeah. You don't have to have Red Dead. You don't have to have Bethesda games where, oh, we, sh- we threw in horse riding. We yeah. threw in train robbing. We threw in the fucking, we, we, you can change the solar system. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. like, Jesus fucking Christ, relax. Yeah. Well, one of my favorite games of all time is Psychonauts. Yeah. Um, yeah. I absolutely adore it. I know it's yeah. not a perfect game. But what they did was the game design, like the level design. Like I don't just mean like the look of it, but I mean you know there's a level where you're you're learning how to use your bouncy your psycho bubble mm. or whatever, and then they just run through a really simple thing. And then they use that in the next major level and then they add on to it and you're always leveling up. You're always learning a new thing and then you would add game mechanics both to your own powers but then outside and then you have to use your powers cleverly. So you'd have like four main powers or whatever it was and then they would make the design of the level that you have to use those core four things in different ways. Yeah. And I remember thinking... Fuck and it's just good, funny storytelling. Mm-hmm. Well, just clever, cute, and mm-hmm. fun, and cool art design. Not a highly polished game. I mean, Double Fine never polishes their games. Is no. It's fortunate that I don't? By any think, means, I don't think really Tim Schafer. Right? I don't, yeah. I don't yeah, think Tim he's Schafer. ever really done anything as good as Psychonauts since then. Uh, I mean, I think that was he worked lightning. on the Lucas film all those years. Like he, he was a big player in the LucasArts years, yeah. That's where yeah. he came. Yeah, from. he
0: did like Sam and Max and stuff yeah. like that, yeah. didn't he? Yeah. Oh shit, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah, like
1: he was a writer and a game designer or something like that yeah. at that time. Very and
0: nice guy too. He was at a Gamescom conference. Yeah, I he know. He, nice. He's very nice one of guy. the few.
1: And so he did one of. The, so we want to talk about um, at the time one of the things that inspired me in my mentality now, which is it's about entertainment, not about anything else. If you your job as in making video games or making television or movies or whatever it is, is to entertain. First and foremost, yeah. If you're if you're just trying to work on the most technically perfect thing, great. But if you have to do that under the auspice of entertainment, if you're doing anything else, you're kind of missing the forest mm-hmm. through the trees. And what Double Fine did was back when they were working on Blue Brutal Legend. Oh yeah, great oh, yeah. okay, <laughs> mixed game. But generally, I, I enjoyed it quite I a bit. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. It was a bit of a weird game, but I also know its whole process. It was process. a
0: surprise for me. I didn't expect it to be as good as it was. <laughs> no, but it was also
1: very mixed in that it didn't know what game mechanic it wanted sure. to commit to, sure. which yeah. comes from its yeah. really yes. troubled uh, uh, development.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, But with all that, it was still tons of charm, mm-hmm. tons of fun, just honestly riding around in his rat rod. Oh, dude.
0: Like, that was just <laughs> fun. Like just <laughs> Listening
1: to sweet m- music and all that stuff. But um, in the middle of that, they were in the middle of all this clusterfuck with the, the developer, not developers, uh, the, the, the top publishers. Uh, publishers, thank you. Um, they're in the middle of all this garbage and they basically went, everyone's stressed, all their, like team leads, all the mm-hmm. workers, everyone's just tired of the shit because they had a whole thing where they didn't want to work with big publishers. They wanted to stay small yeah. and stuff and they decided, you know, let's give this a go and the Brutal Legend came up and it became a clusterfuck. Not that the game was t- technically a clusterfuck, just the process of making the game and they did something called um, uh, Project Fortnite not Fortnite and the modern... Mm. uh Concept, but like uh, 14 days, basically. Yeah. Whatever, I think that's what it means. Um, Project Fortnite, where they basically split their entire development team. They said, based on the tech we currently have developed for Brutal Legend and the teams you have, you have 14 days to pitch a concept for a video game. Split into teams, you'll have a team director. It's cool so, as hell. So, um, uh, what was it called? Well, it was called something steel. or it was, they, Four games came of it. Um, the... God, the Russian nesting doll game it came from it. Oh, Matryoshka. No, I I haven't played it, but I heard in concept it was cool. Like just from a playfulness something concept um, that and oh my god was it? it's a it's like a turret defense where aliens are coming down. I did play that game. That was a lot of fun. Um, where basically you have to build like turrets to try to defend or not swarm turrets. Like you know you play in uh, Starcraft. Tower defenses. It was like a tower defense sort of game. Defense and, grid. Yeah, something like that. I don't remember. It was oh, one of those. Uh, no, no, it was, it was something Steel. It got renamed because it had accidentally... They'd released it. Anyway, that game got made. There was like two other games that ended up... Oh, Costume Quest. I, Iron Brigade, oh, was that Iron the one? Iron Brigade. Yeah, That's yeah. it. Yeah. Oh, um, and yeah. then Costume oh. Quest came from this. So they had three, possibly four viable games come from this 14-day experiment. Now, they didn't make the games. They just came up with the core concepts. So mm-hmm. It was like a sketch of a game. Costume Quest was one of them. Yeah. I remember that. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, that came yeah. from it. And I remember thinking... Game... The gang beast didn't come from it. I didn't know. No, right I, I have no idea what that That's is. That's crazy. No, That's it's a literal, game. Yeah. Oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> um, but think about it. You know, he's running his company. He's in the middle of this shit show, stressed out of his eyeballs. What a good leader. Like, mm. I'm not saying he's perfect. I don't know the guy, mm. but I've heard he's generally solid. What a good choice to make. You know what? Relax. You guys have been kick, kicking ass, dealing with all this shit. Take our tech. Go be creative. 40, and yeah, think about just something. go. Be collaborative and and work on something cool. And they ended up releasing four. I don't know how they sold, but most of them are pretty good. They were, yeah, yeah.
0: they they were early. A couple of them were like early, like PlayStation Network, Xbox Live games. And I think they all did pretty well. Uh, Yeah, I remember them. Um, And they were all really well received, too. Yeah.
2: yeah. So Iron Brigade, I think, was a little bit choppy at first, but it it ended up becoming a really solid tower defense. It probably still stands up as one of the better tower defenses. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I I, I don't know that much. It's it's like a a mecha version, too. Oh, okay. It's pretty cool. Yeah.
1: (laughs) It was a really cool game. And like, in the middle of all that, what like what a bold choice, what a cool choice, and again, I'm in an industry I don't really want to be in, you know. I didn't want to be in, I should say, but now I do, and I kind of committed to it. And I see all this stuff going on. I see what success is doing. I see what Double Fine's doing, <laughs> and making all these very different choices. And I'm going, man, this is what uh, like wow, what a interesting way to think mm. differently than what I've been in school been taught to think. I have to absorb a lot of this stuff. And I did. And without it, some of it without even knowing until yeah. years later. And now that I, I manage a, a decent sized team, um, you know, I have to try to find ways to pull some of that in there. Where we actually did almost like a Project Fortnite where basically we we're on a hiatus for a couple of weeks. And at first I was like, you know what, just talk amongst yourselves. This is very rare in my industry to just have like a week or two to To
2: fuck do all, all to, whatever. Yeah.
1: Fuck all. Mm-hmm. So I, in my world, I've been stressed out of my mind working crazy hours. So I'm thinking, just go watch Fucking YouTube all day. I don't care. Like, yeah, we we have fuck all to do, and it's not our fault. So <laughs> get paid to do nothing. Like that. This is the first time I've ever had that in my life. So yeah, I'm, I'm not going to take it away from you. Yeah, this, <laughs> but, you again, know, I mean, this is a rare occurrence. You'll probably thing. never see it again. They were hungry. They wanted to do something. So what I did was take a book out of Tim Schaefer's playbook and went. You know what? Make take the 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 Pickwick. Um, take the characters in the world we built. So you you don't, don't get to make a Pulp Fiction. Like world with these characters. Take the characters as they are, who they are in the world that they're in using assets we already have built, backgrounds yeah. and all that stuff and I want you to make a 30 to 50 second short film in under a week. Basically so split oh, my team, I split my team into two I think they were like seven apiece and I basically said um, storyboard it uh, like come up with the concept together storyboard yeah. it, uh, scene plan it like get the content, yeah. animate it, finish it, edit it, do all right. that stuff you have a week to yeah. do it. And I originally told them three days, yeah. with the intention of giving them a week, oh, okay. so that they would try to get it done quickly. And then yeah. they had you're them. an experienced manager, I yeah. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And with the express intention of giving them another day or two to polish it, basically to yeah. get it tighter. And people still love them. And one of the guys who was supposed to be on the teens came up to me. He's now a storyboard artist um, on Pickwick. Um, and he said, can I do my own thing? I have this whole other idea. And basically what he'd done was uh, he turned the vehicles, like the, all the characters have, like a truck and a helicopter and blah, blah, blah. Mm. And they all their own little things for two to five miles. Um and he turned it into a Megazord. He just made a picture, <laughs> and he basically did little GIFs, basically just like of the train turning into a fist and flying away, oh. and then like very uh, Megazordies or uh, I guess Gundam or yeah. Yeah. Voltron. 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 Voltron, Thank you, yeah. Voltron. That's what it um, And uh, I haven't watched that shit in a long time. Um, and turned it into that, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, that's crazy!" She so goes, "I kind of want to do this. Hmm. Can I just animate my Power Rangers?" thing. And I was like, sure, cool. Like not a problem. you're doing <laughs> something, I don't give a so shit. Was, um I, I gotta be careful. Um, <laughs> there's been people that have been inspired by that short little 35 45 second long little Power Rangers, Pickwick style yeah, Power yeah. Rangers, little fun little short. Um while we we're just and by the way, like this was a training exercise. I was trying to give my team a reason to animate in the show style. Like keep mm. them focused on the show, mm. but in a looser C- way more creative yeah, like yeah they get be more inspired that they're used to yeah exactly and that's what I, w- I wanted them to have that i've never been given that i would have loved <laughs> problem is i i'm trying to i'm not saying i'm succeeding wildly but i'm trying to create a show i would want to animate on the sad thing is i don't get to animate on it <laughs> uh, i'm just managing <laughs> and um, but anyway they got to do that and i know it's inspired uh some of the writers or directors or somebody to to take that concept and want to do something with it or possibly do something with it. They basically were like, where's that video again? And I was like, I was right here. And they're like, cool, cool. And I was like, why? And they went, hmm.
3: (laughs) Reasons. (laughs) Um, You know,
1: it doesn't mean like they're going to do it or anything like that, but it was just a possible thing to toy around Out of the hundred ideas that show up, only one of them ever gets used. But even like some of the other stuff they did was brilliant. Um, They took the characters and they used, they basically inspired by the Infinity Glove. They did the characters obsessed with tacos, Hazel, and she did the infinity taco. <laughs> she goes in a different universe. That's and, awesome. and like play with different versions of themselves. And That's awesome. It's a really cool oh short. And like they were playing, they were having fun. And like another one just played with the format of the show and did something hmm. really cute and unique and hello fun. And everyone loves them. And so now when I have to bring new animators onto the show, I say, here's like all the guides, here's all the documents, a lot of boring reading. By the way, here's these four little shorts. Have fun with them. Like they're fun little sketches yeah. And this things that what Tim Schaefer did with Project Fortnite. Yeah. I stayed in my brain and went, that's leadership. Like that's some boss ass shit right there. And look what came of it. And I'm not saying anything's gonna come of it from our mm. advantage. It could. Yeah. But I'm gonna say it's more that you you get to play. You get to have fun. Right. You get to yeah. sort of, you know, it's in the same way. Yeah. You know, anyway. So I just remember coming out of video games at first going in going, eh, it's not really what I do. I'll spend a year mm. and leave, going, God, I want I fuck I'm leaving it going, I have so much more to do. Mm-hmm. like really kind of leaving it and having to mourn my yeah. video game career kind of going, I know that I only spent it at SK um, I'm glad I did it because it changed the way I thought and I put a lot of those lessons in my job now I don't think I would have gotten those lessons had I gone right into television yeah, and yeah. movies. Um, yeah. so it, it, honestly in a weird way video games has been at least at the core foundation of how I see the industry, especially television oh, totally. uh, industry and, and so while I'm I don't really play video games, I'm playing a video game Four or five years, if not more. (laughs) Um, I've just got a lot of the nerd card revoked. Oh, I don't care. I have take it. It's yours. (laughs) Um, You know, like. It's one of those things where, you know, I'm a nerd for blacksmithing and welding and woodworking and being out in the woods and where I'm like hardcore. I'm like, do you know what kind of axe this is? Well, you can tell by the neck and the beard of the axe. You know,
0: and people are like, oh, oh but that stuff's getting so mainstream now. Like, I know, uh, Who's I know. the guy who just built the freaking plasma lightsaber or whatever? Oh, like, yeah. You know, the yeah, hacksmith. Oh, hacksmith? Oh, yeah, that so yeah, fucking yeah. cool, man. Uh, He's in a- Hamilton. What? Oh, I didn't know that. He's in Hamilton. Like, he lives there?
1: That's where his shop is. You're shitting me. No. I didn't know that. You're shitting me. No, he's Canadian. To Hamilton. Yeah, we
0: gotta we gotta fuck, I go to Hamilton all the goddamn time. Like we gotta talk to this guy too. I had no idea he was in Hamilton. Sorry,
1: my sorry Kitchener. Oh,
0: huh. Even better. <laughs> I go to there all the time too. Yeah. I had no idea. Shit. Yeah. Ah, that's crazy. That's crazy.
1: But you know, it's amazing where you can kind of take your Yeah. Like I, I didn't have a passion for video games. I had a passion for making something better. Mm. And and with the right people around, you actually get a chance to. And like I said, I came out of the animation or the games industry. Morning, going, fuck, I had more I wanted to do. And having this weird going, wait, I went into it, not kicking and screaming, but just sort of like, eh, it'll do. And (laughs) then coming out of it, going, no, I'm not done yet. But then also going, but I also have this other career that I really want to get into and kind of uh, develop. And I just still to this day, I, I, you know, I've worked on a, I mean, Worked on one indie game that came out. I've worked on like two or three that never came out. Hmm. Um, I've worked on my own uh, indie game that actually—it's funny because I was working on. I was using Unity. Oh, this uh, was that uh, jet guy on the moon. Yeah, yeah, the yeah. yeah it was one. brick parsec, and That's it. it was sort of Mario <coughs> Galaxy-ish, hmm. where you like run on things. Basically, a guy gets stranded. It was based on my short film from school and uh, basically I yeah, get stranded on a, on a meteors and he has to do different style game design so and basically your, your jetpacks packs run out of energy or your oxygen is running out of energy and you're basically on this planet and you have to collect either the parts that are falling off or and you have different game design amounts you're kind of running around a planet defending yourself from these goopies that come out of the little meteor holes. oh that's awesome and, and you know so it's a lot of Mario Galaxy which I funny thing is had never seen played or seen Mario Galaxy at this point just totally thinking space small indie game style yeah yeah so I was I'd animated it. I had a, a really early working, really, really early working just demo. I was still yeah. learning Unity very early and just I basically got them running on a, right. on a, on a, on sphere. On a sphere basically yeah. and jumping. That was about it. But I animated it all. I was setting that up in Unity. Um, and lightning struck a tree across the street, or two, two, a couple doors over, and ended up going through the Ethernet and frying my computer. <gasps> oh, I lost, yeah, I remember that. I lost everything, but like five or six video, or like some. Yeah, you play were glass. desperate for me to help you. Oh yeah, yeah, yourself. yeah. I, I lost it all, and that was like a year's worth of slow development. And I went, no, I can't, I can't do this anymore. Like just, I was just tired from work and tired from that. Nintendo
0: probably sent the lightning bolt. <laughs> it's too much. It's too much, yeah. like Wario. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna, We gotta take him out. So that's that's how Nintendo operates. So and
1: that, that idea actually has uh, like me and my buddy have developed a television show idea around. It's kind of like Trailer Park Boys in space, um, with oh, the idea of oh yeah yeah. Well, no, <laughs> you know it's a Canadian show and it's you get to talk about really it's kind of fucked up, but you get to talk about actually really heartwarming the yeah. same way that Trailer Park Boys does. Right. Mm-hmm. I love that show. Um, and a it's big, my space kitty. Yeah,
3: boys. that's a good looking space kitty right there.
1: Um,
0: (laughs) That's an idea that would work really, really well.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And uh, 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 so I kind of developed that and then that game sort of still is its own game potentially but kind of the game developed into its own part of that story now and it's kind of evolved. I don't know if I'm ever going to do anything with it but uh, it's kind of a fun thing. So, you know, lightning fucking struck that away and uh fried that computer i was like (laughs) that's wild and i just have no interest in going like i just don't have the time to go back and try to do it maybe if i you know maybe if i make my way big enough in the industry i might Mm, try mm. pitching it and see what i can do with it but Yeah, yeah yeah that's not really a it's not really on my list of things to do it's more of a yeah it's there if i need it as an idea the side hustles man they can take over they can really take over. That's, that's what I am now. It's just a series of side hustles. So. <laughs> that's what
0: my life is becoming, actually. Yeah, yeah. No, I right there.
1: So. Um, I felt like you wanted to come back to something. I don't remember what it was. And was Worst case, I, Pluto? I don't know what that is. Worst case, Ontario? Worst <laughs> <is Pluto. laughs> uh, But yeah, so it's been, honestly, an interesting It was an interesting career in video games. I have no idea if I'll ever go back. I doubt it. I'll probably be so out of touch with it.
0: It'll be like a, like one of those ministry. heist movies or something. Dennis Dyack calls. He's like, I'm making a game. Are you in? You're like, son of a bitch. <laughs> son I'm of in. a bitch, I'm in. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, you know, it's funny. He actually does. It's Apocalypse Studios, and they're making a game through the Amazon Lumberyard.
0: Oh, no shit. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah That's a lot what of
3: he
1: people did. He called some of it, right? the old yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, God. Um, I mean, honestly, I'll say this. I never thought he'd be able to get another. I will say, I always thought he had the willpower to want to try to get off. Sure. I just, Never thought he would find the people yeah. to, to follow him after everything that had happened. But it seems like he found some diehard people that are committing themselves. And, and listen, uh, not the game for me, but congratulations to them to just. Oh, yeah, make they can it pull
0: it off, man. F- fucking happen. Yeah, like, yeah. like I
1: said, it's hard enough to just make a game. Yeah. And to just have, like, they've got, I don't know if it's a playable demo, but they've shown videos. Like, it's, it's hmm. I see it all the I'll time. Oh, gotta go look it up. Yeah, that's yeah it's called ah, the Apocalypse Studios. It's a goth. RPG thing. Oh. Um damn. it's like vampires and hey. um watching my brother try to spell. Yeah, we're apocalypse. watching a Apocalypse. Apocalypse now. Man, he is struggling. Like, know, oh is. god. <laughs> yeah, there it is. Apocalypse three three three. There it is. I think cool. Um but yeah, he's been doing this and uh Oh there he is. Yeah, there's the dude on the right. Uh, I don't remember his name, but he was one of. The, he's been a decent sized dude in the industry. Can't remember his name, but it was a big deal that he hmm. signed on. Um, I don't remember. Ha. Huh. But uh, yeah. So anyway, uh, you know, I'll always. I'm always impressed by anybody. Uh, Tomo Itagaki, Dead or Alive in Ninja or something, but um, Ninja Garden, I think. Yeah. Oh, Itagaki. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Apparently, okay. he's yeah, from somehow he did, part of it. He did Ninja Gaiden, uh, yeah. Dead or Alive. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Apparently, he's somehow part of it. Wow, um, or yeah, something like that. But um, oh, he was the creator of those. Uh, well, the... Dennis was, but then I think they're they helped create the studio, or they're invo- maybe oh, they no, just I, helped Ninja the Gaiden. In those, yeah. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So wow. anyway, he's got a whole other thing going, and you know, listen, <laughs> I have a lot of opinions about the guy, but i always, I'm always gonna be impressed by someone that has, through willpower, created has taken one the beating he's gotten and keeps yeah. going. You know, yeah. Yeah. even if he made a few bad choices, he keeps getting up. There's more than a few bad choices, in my <laughs> opinion. But you know, uh, but regardless, they're not my. It's not my company. That's his choice, and and kudos to him for fucking making that first one happen and then trying to make the second one happen. Sweet. Or a third one, and you know, originally from a precursor.
2: He's got experience, right?
0: Yeah.
3: <laughs>
1: well,
0: man, this has been a hell of an episode. I think this is going to be the one that we kind of end the year on. So I'm kind of still editing our last one, but I'll pump these out around the same time, Sweet. and we'll be posted up here by Sweet. the end of the year. And uh, what what a what a swan song for 2020. So it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> what a swan
1: song for a company that's no longer too. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> and uh, I loved hearing the story. I love all the stories like this. There was even a uh, what was I just listening to? There was an episode of uh, it was like maybe Retronauts or something where they recently talked about. Uh, or no, it was uh, Wizard and a Bruiser podcast, yeah? Oh. But they recently did an episode on uh, Gearbox and uh, the whole thing with them and Randy Pitchford. Oh, I yeah, yeah, fucking yeah. fascinated by these stories, man. I think it's so great and uh, that there's people out there talking about it. But yeah, it's really cool to get to get the story. I should
1: directed. say, just as a quick thing, was I was watching uh, Folding Ideas. I don't know if anybody is a YouTube, mm. nope. good YouTube channel. I uh, enjoy they were doing a play, him and his girlfriend, wife, whatever she is, partner. Um, we are doing a playthrough like a live like a live YouTube cast playthrough of Two Human I come in from my workshop and I'm fucking filled with you know wood and metal and all this stuff and I could barely hear and I just go I grab a beer and I go into my workshop my, my, my office I go on my computer to go check my email or something I don't know and I see that like here live now is a retro playthrough of Two Human by folding ideas, and I'm like, what? And I see them playing, you know, talking, and everyone's in the chat, you know, and you know those chats. And I was like, holy shit, I made this game! And like through the noise, people were like, what? And I was like, yeah, it was that too. And, was like, <laughs> and, and they actually reached out to me, going, "Hey, do you or possibly would you want to do like a retro retroactive like a podcasting yeah. interview thing?" And I was like, I mean, for what I know, I'd be happy to because that that I feel yeah. like anything I can do to continue the infamy yeah uh, (laughs) it's beautiful it's a beautiful thing beautiful thing
0: so sweet yeah thanks for coming on and uh, yeah this was a little bit of a non-traditional episode but uh, yeah I I think it was a a beautiful thing so it's been wonderful brothers (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah. Yeah. putting the the power rings together right now (laughs) so okay well this is Alex Austin signing off and
1: our little brother Plubby
2: and Adam and Rob (laughs) and the older
0: better brother AJ oh nice right, talk to you guys in 2021